cliffcentral.com Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bail, bail, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tao I make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No nigga disallowed me, positivity took a vow I always play to win Anticipate loss. Mind always in the clown, my boy. Never think about the drop. Never, ever, ever think about the drop. Welcome to a Friday where I've spent the entire week not shooting my girlfriend in the foot. Now, don't have a girlfriend. Thus, there is no foot to shoot. Thus, I can't be Tory Lanes in Africa. This is the MKT show. And I'm just letting people know what's in my heart. And in my heart is, I don't want a girlfriend to be shot. Certainly not by me. And I'd like to think I'm not alone in that. Hey, unless you're Tory Lanez, I mean, I'm with Paolo Diaz. I mean, I, I don't know what Paolo's policy is on girlfriend shooting at all. And then I don't know what Paolo's policy is on girlfriend shooting in a car because Paolo doesn't have a girlfriend. He's a happily, well, he's a married man. Um, and I don't think he shot his girlfriend because she married you. You're from the Eastern Cape originally, aren't you? My dad is, yes. Your dad is, right? Yeah. P.E. or... No, no, no. Right? No, no, no. The rurals. Uh, not t- even though. Not even. In town, yeah. every week, there is a spousal killing in that place. Really? Nuts. There's, if somebody goes missing, guaranteed, spouse, husband, girlfriend, has something to do with it. It's too far. So many there. That's, so many. That's too far. Don't... I don't know what's going on there. Makes me afraid. Well, I do know what's going on there. Horses. <laughs> Listen, I am closer. There, there's... Yeah... I mean, they are. You've you've got to be ready for the dynamics at play with Kosa people at all times. Like, if you hear Kosa conflict, don't try and apply logic because there are factors at play there that Western science hasn't figured out yet, and I don't think there's a template for it. Being Kosa myself, I'll just let you know we don't operate the same. The other side of it is lots of white trash, and I don't think you you need to explain that. You yeah. just no, no, trailer, that's... trailer trash. Going after somebody's got a funeral plan. And somebody <laughs> wants that money. <laughs> now, I mean, l- let's start there. That's a great place. Um, for those who don't know, there was a family member, and they killed their own family for a fa- for for that plan. I mean, it happens all the time, but there's a really big story. Whatever happened to that whole thing where she got her? Was it husband or brother killed? The yeah. most recent one. There's always something like that, and what fascinates me about those whenever people try. Listen, let me tell you something. Mm. Don't mess with Discovery. Discovery never lose. They never lose. You can get your points. You can do your watches. You can whatever you do. You cannot game their system. Yeah. They know. That's what actuaries do. Yes. And nine out of ten times in these cases, Discovery smell the rat. Yes. Before the cops smell the rat. The cops don't even know there are rats. They haven't seen what a rat is. They don't understand (laughs) the concept of this creature. Yeah. yeah, Discovery are like, whoa, 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 whoa. There is somebody trying to pull off a scam here. Yep. We're on top. So my advice to you, if you're going after a, a policy yeah. and it's discovery, yes. don't. Like maybe mess with somebody else. Yes. Don't mess. There's a reason that their new office block is an actual city-sized block. You don't mess with those guys. Don't mess with them. People are saying that's actually Elon Musk's second rocket. The, the, the Discovery's new Could building be. is the second rocket that's being prepared for liftoff. Could be. Could be. 
Adrian Gore, he doesn't mess around. No, so if you're planning on spousal murders, maybe a foot shooting. Yes, yeah, yeah. I don't know what your plan would cover. Would it cover? It's accidental. Who does what? I don't know. Is it both feet? Is it one foot? Are you Tory lanes? Now, what they're going to have to do, you you know how with like uh, with Bosman, the Bosman ruling. Right. We're now going to need, in all romance, we're going to need a lanes ruling. All right. Like, you know what I mean? He shot Megan Thee Stallion in both feet in his car. You know, I feel sorry for Jean-Marc Bosman. I think it was his name. Yeah. See, to my point. Yeah. It is no longer called the Bosman law. Remember the beginning was yeah. called the bo- doing a Bosman. It's gone now. Now it's just he was a Hoover. He was an earbud. That's awesome. At a stage, uh, if you're South African, he Colgate, he Colgate. You know, you, you, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, today. Um, I'll tell you, uh, we are doing the Friday Five. Um, Steven Gerrard, uh, James's hero. I'm not sure if he prefers Jurgen Klopp, who used to look like James. Obviously, no glasses now. That's a whole situation. Uh, and then we'll do social media. And then Flip Funamava will join us probably from an airport because he's going to go support the boys. Uh, and then, if you haven't heard, Harry Kane's brother has been defended by Harry Kane for how he's handled the Man City. Surprise, thing. surprise. Shocker. Surprise, surprise. It's, it's, Anyway, that's they're, what's coming up. They're like the the super boring version of Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. What's Emilio Estevez like? He's the Mighty Duck Man, obviously we know mm. that. Well, like, what's his vibe? Has he been in controversy? I know he's been broke because he tried to invest in films and... Like, he's pretty quiet, eh? Compared to Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> compared, compared to Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> compared to Charlie, in fairness, that's... I mean, come on now. There you go. All right, Tracy Bart says, The Devil's Dorp insurance fraud rat was sniffed out a mile away by the Discovery guys. Listen. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's where, that's where I started putting it all together, Tracy. Good observation. Because Devil's Dorp were getting away literally with murder. Yeah. Until they bring in shot, soft focus, darkly lit room. Yes. The Discovery insurance investigator. Yeah. Then you knew. That's the point. You knew the whole house of devil cards came falling down. I should have said a whole house of tarot cards. Are they the same thing? I don't know. Pretty much. I don't know. Pretty much. You knew. Once Discovery involved, once Discovery sniffed. Yeah. I tried to cheat Discovery. And? You know, you can put your watch in the tumble dryer. Uh, Yeah, yeah. It knows it's not steps. What do you think you're going to get away with murder? No, you can't. (laughs) (laughs) The idiots in the room laughing at that. They've all done it. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought I'd have to answer this question. I, I, I never thought this would be a question I'd have to answer. The fact that Discovery know that your, your your whirlpool is not actually you walking around with the with Gladys and the girls at the park run. Look, I mean, the best is I do try to keep fit. But you get to a point when you're trying to pay off your device, your watch. Yes. That it's like, oh my God, this is 900 points a week. You have a busy week. I'm with you. You work. I can't do this. Ah. Yeah. Eventually you get to a point. You take the watch, you put it in like a zipped up towel, you put it in the, tu- the, the tumble dryer for the best. That's incredible. What about the classic strap it to your dog? Yeah, I've never heard that one work. Oh, I is... saw a hack that they said put it on a fan. That's just illogical. I did, putting it in the tumble dryer does kind of work. It, gets, it gets you a couple. Oh, I just, I just no. let out to discovery. No, that's fine. They're going to be waiting for me outside. No, they're, they're, no but they, re- they already know. They know. They're, they're, they're minus. Really, they know I'm you doing think this. you're earning the points. They're like, no, that's a tumble dryer. We know exactly. They know I'm doing yeah. like, What are you doing? Bolo McKissie's down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> now, that is a term that hasn't been used in over 30 years. Bolo McKissie's. <laughs> See, if James was a good Afrikaans guy, he would have jumped know, straight on. You know what I'm doing. He has no clue what nothing, you're talking about. Nothing. Because it's not vibes. All right. Tracy Bart said... Also, the Jade um, 
Panatieu. Paniatu. Paniatu. Very Greek there. Uh, murder. Her husband had her murdered. A, he had a new lover, and B, I think there was an insurance scam involved. Now that's the that's also the PE thing, by the way. That's also the PE. Yeah, thing, I remember yeah. that one. Whoa. Tracy, I'm gonna. I think you and my wife must talk because this sounds like lots of conspiracy theory people going on. Oh, is your lady into? Oh no, it? she loves it. She suspects foul play. You know what? Constantly. Paula, I want to get into ladies and them being into oh, those shows after this. Okay, it. it's the MKT show. We're supposed to be a sports show, but there's something far more important. Ladies love murder. Anything with murder, they'll watch it, dissect it, they'll write it down, and then they'll tell you she saw a guy at the mall who might be stalking her because she watched a documentary three years ago. We're going to talk about all of that and much, much more on the other side. Cliffcentral.com. I'm back on carbs. I'm back on carbs now. Uh, I, I wasn't doing carbs for for uh, probably about a year and a half, but then uh, Brad, my new, oh, my trainer, physiologist, said, "Get back on the carbs, pal." Good carbs, the good carbs. No, I mean I, I'm, I'm obviously not eating nonsense. Right. Uh, you know, yeah, wheat, wheat pasta from um, you know from Woolworths. Uh, but even then, I'm probably going to upgrade from that Wellness Warehouse. Mm. We, we we're talking about levels here. You know what I mean? You got to do it. Yeah, so got to get back on the carbs. So James, you're on carbs. I mean, you you're a guy, you're a gym guy now. You what are we doing there? Are you doing, you know? Uh, I try and avoid carbs. What's the story? Well, I mean, not all carbs. But you're a half marathon guy now. Um, well, yeah, yet yet to be determined. But uh, what do you mean? Say, say one what more What do you mean yet to be t- t- determined? I thought we were doing it. Well, it's a conversation for another time, but that whoa, whoa, being whoa. said... Whoa, whoa, No, no, no. This is the perfect place for this conversation. I thought you'd committed to doing a half marathon in January. Or what, is this you... Are you jilting me at the altar? Um, Julia Roberts, by the way, in a yeah. movie, Runaway Bride. Uh, no, not the worst rom-com I've ever seen. I've heard a lot about that movie, actually. From who? No, I mean, it just comes up a lot in... Uh, Where? Well, like, you see, I've it, caught you out as a liar. It's, 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 Where? It's, it's a big pop culture reference. I think it could be a, a scary for scary foreboding if your fiance talks a lot about Runaway Bride. That's a I, like I would, a, I would worry. I'd worry if my girlfriend or wife or fiance, especially leading up to marriage, talks a lot about Runaway yes, Bride. Yes, like like now, what if James's lady is saying all the time, "One of my heroes, Julia Roberts, is Julia Roberts in Runaway Bride. It's the best movie I've ever seen." You got to suspect brides, like brides, now sneakers are yeah. part of, you know, everyone wears sneakers now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, brides wearing sneakers, right? You can understand sneakers for later in the day. Yes. But why has the bride got access yeah, well, to sneakers? Wh- why is she saying, let's have a running themed wedding? I don't mind wearing the white dress, but why does she need to be in Essex? Even worse, Essex, you yeah. know, she's running sneakers, she's sneaking away. Oh my word. Sneakers are the perfect shoe for sneaking, hence sneakers. This is incredible. Now, James... Are you hearing a lot about it from your lady? You see, Paolo's wisdom of having been in what one might call a long-term relationship, ipso facto, ends up in marriage. Well, might look be at good this top-down camera. Where's this thing coming from? No, it's a new world. <laughs> is that is that a life thing? No, no, it's... We, we, oh my God, if you're on the podcast, yeah. you're missing up. No, 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 no. This is a visual experience. You've got to... This is top... This is spider cam stuff. Yeah. No, we, we want our oh viewers to constantly God. have an experience. This show cannot stay the same. There's this a lot is of what people... my hot neighbor must feel like when I fly the drone over her You know what we're actually... Swimming. Well, that's different. I mean, <laughs> uh, flying... The... <laughs> 
Oh, oh boy, boy. Thank you. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. No, no, that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so James, Runaway Bride. I, I mean, I just want to finish that off. Where are you hearing a lot about... When was that movie? Late 90s, early noughties? After Pretty Woman, before oh. Pelican Brief. Now, let's talk about Pretty Woman. Uh, Richard Gere... Uh, I met him in Cape Town. Very, very chilled out guy in in real life. Uh, you seen uh, you seen that movie, James? I I have seen Pretty Woman. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You astound me every day. I, I would have thought you wouldn't have seen a classic like that. It's about prostitutes. So it's all over. It. Uh, and the prostitute with a heart of gold. God damn it! <laughs> you lied to me again, Mister Video. <laughs> damn you! <laughs> I don't uh, want to see a rom-com. Uh, <laughs> he's got <almost> prostitution. <laughs> I'll take two. <laughs> and it turns out... <laughs> All right, so Runaway Brian. Hi, James. All right, look out for that. Anyway, that's excellent. Now, James, just one more that you... If you say this, James, we might as well end the show. There's no ways you've seen Mannequin, huh? No, okay. All right, that would have been too much. That would have been too much. There's no way James has seen Mannequin. Love story for the ages. Are you kidding me? James, again, uh, what's the other movie I said you must watch with the lady? Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's be very aware. James does not take advice from me. I once said to him, take your lady on a picnic. And he said, get the hell out of here. I'm going to do nothing, rather. Instead of taking my lady for a picnic, MKT can get the hell out of here. I'm doing nothing. So, James, oh, are you joking right now? If you bring home uh, a mannequin... Some strawberries. I don't know what your lady's into. You, you know the little touches. You know you've been with her longer uh, than I have because I've never actually met her. So you know what she likes. But mannequin. Are you... James! Oh, um, you're going to be holding hands for the next 10 years with her. Which... No, dude. We've been through this. I, it, it can't be holding hands. I can't even see her until the day of the wedding. Oh, I forget. Afrikaans Burka lady. I forget that she's that. What an, what a, but that being said... Yeah. Um, Mannequin. So, so obviously there's like cult rom com romance movie classics, right? Which is are, like, are you aware? Do you know what rom com stands for? R- romance comedy. Some people might say romantic comedy, but okay, yeah. Romance, anyway, yeah. So there's these cult classics like The Notebook and um, I mean, Pretty I mean, Woman, kind of. Falls I mean, into, The Notebook slightly overrated, but okay. But still, okay. So wait, my question is. All of these cult classics in this genre is, is what did you say? Mannequin. Maniac? Mannequin. Mannequin top class. It is what it so, is, right? So Mannequin is in that whole pool of movies, right? I'll, I'll, uh, listen, I, at this stage, I'll hand over to my reporter from the field, Paolo Diaz, the expert on films. Paolo, Mannequin, well, go ahead. I like to think of myself as a purveyor of 80s films, yeah. specifically, and Mannequin is one of the classics, yeah. right? So, James, what happens? Kim Cattrall from Sex in the City, the slutty one. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Early days, nobody knows who she is. She is a department store mannequin. Store gets hit by lightning. She comes to life. <laughs> falls what? in love. Andrew McCarthy. And they have little liaisons every night. Fall in love. Somebody tries to move the mannequin. 80s shenanigans. This stuff all has happened. Oh, and this is you- how you describe an 80s movie. There are two people... Lightning strike, shenanigans, they live happily and ever after. Title of the movie really fits the uh, synopsis. No, really 100%. Well. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. 
You because know. we've all felt, we've all, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to be the, guy, the guy's show, right? No. We don't want to be boys. Uh-huh. No, 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 it's a new age. It's a new time. But we've all been in a department store and looked just a little bit too long at the mannequin. And they try to make them less attractive now. Have you noticed? No, I have noticed. They don't have faces. Their yeah, heads yeah, yeah. are like this. Yes, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes you're like... Yeah, yeah, and a lot of the time, if you're not paying attention, those mannequins seem very real out of the corner of yeah. your eye. Yeah, it's very no. scary. Yeah, uh, we've, we've all had a moment. I don't get if you've not had a moment of the mannequin, you lie. You're a liar. You know, you've oh. all had like, oh, yeah, oh, hey, oh, okay. <laughs> Still would, but <laughs> if you got struck by lightning. <laughs> Kim I'm Cattrall. just saying what everyone's thinking. No, and if sure. you're mannequins, Kim Cattrall. Yeah, I mean, are you kidding? That's what I'm saying. No, no, no. Hey, na- as the young kids say, uh, Nuff said, all right, hey, mannequin, it's an all-timer. It's one to watch. Paula's giving you the synopsis. <laughs> and boy, oh boy, repressed memories. Repressed memories uh, regarding <laughs> mannequin when I went to get shorts when I was uh, 11. A real thing. All mannequins. Suddenly, maybe you need a little bit more space in the front. <laughs> we don't want to be that show. But this is part of growing up and it's a beautiful experience. So I used to work with a firecracker called Andrew Fulton, speaking of mannequins. And she's just one of the most incredible humans ever. She's, she is living in Canada now, so probably has become the softest person in the world like most Canadians and Betty people. But she used to, um, at the retail store, I used to work at it, um, gone skiing. And the owner, and his name really is Peter Piper, right? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. No, that's his real name, Peter Piper, uh, the Don King of snowboarding in Africa. Um, but she used to stuff a sock, um, and it's quite a serious shop because uh, the clientele in skiing is hoity-toity. You yeah, know? listen, that's uh, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen ski pants. Exactly, you know what they cost. So, but Angie would actively on a weekend when it was just like I'm talking like four hundred thousand rand sale weekend or, or Saturday, she would stuff socks down the front. The owner of the shop would constantly be taking it out, and we just thought it was hysterical. So, what the point you were making is. It's, it holds. Because there was Angie stuffing the ski socks down the front. And making, did it impact on sales? It, his, like, people found it hysterical. That's what I'm saying. People love a lol. I do like to laugh I a lot. love a lol. Kim Cattrall. All-timer, huh? Has she become weird? Hollywood weird? Yeah, she become Hollywood weird, but that's, you know, part for the course. I think you come in being small-town girl, yeah. and then you become Hollywood weird. I mean... Because that show changed everything. That show, Felicity... They really were woman power, women being, you know, the, the protagonist. Changed everything. Because everyone wanted to be a Carrie or whatever her name uh, was. Everyone's like a one I'm of such the a sec- Carrie. But that's why I prefer, and, and just as we came into this, we were talking about women watching like murder shows, murder shows, yes, and things like that. Yes. I actually prefer this evolution. Because, look, I'll be honest, my wife has said, I know how to kill you and get away with it. <laughs> what? She told me. She said, I'd know how to kill you and get away with it. Don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have the information. And every time she watches, everything she watches about spousal murder. Like, oh, oh what, what, what happened to her husband? She killed him. Oh, but no one knows. No, they've discovered she hid the body. She disintegrated it. Wow. She fed it to the dogs. It's like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> like, why, you know? why are you on season 19 of the same story? Of this. Why, why is the, the pause button on the remote so <laughs> worn out? What are you watching? You're watching with subtitles on? Taking down notes. What is screen grabs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a mess. So now, what, what are you thinking there, Paolo? You, you probably need a bunker now because if your lady's watching that much, naturally, 
as soon as you do the next thing to take her off in, say, four years' time. Don't take her off, firstly. Yeah. And always, if she gives you something to drink, drink it first. Oh. I'm not saying I distrust her. No, no, no. I'm just saying the case evidence proves she knows how to poison. Slowly. James, you ever thought about your lady? With po- glass. There was one she told me that they were hiding little shards of ground-up grass. Glass. So what they do is in the guy's water with his medication, they'd like grind on the cheese grater, grate glass into it. What? Over years and bit by bit, eventually the glass killed them. That is slow burn. That is, that is slow burn. Why do you know this? Wait, was that a lady doing it to her dude? She, a, a woman did it to her husband over years. Like how much must you hate the guy? And but, he was always complaining, going to the doctor. They could never find anything. This is, but, but ladies, like I want to tell you, right, is guys are pretty bad. Like they're pretty basic, even at being evil. You know, it's like yeah. Adolf. Uh, like it's, it's very much in your axe face. Yeah, in the head. Like axe, yeah. die. I, mm. I, I want to oppress you. Ladies do cr- like even my friends who people I consider my friends, my female friends, some of the stuff they suggest mm. for guys they hate or for girls they hate and stuff they've done, like the people I'm close, I'm like, how do you think that long term? Yeah. Like as a dude, I'm just like, oh, yes, I hate that. Oak. I wish I punch him in the face. I either punch him in the face or he's out of my life. Not for the ladies. Like you say, poison him with glass. Over years. Okay, have you ever seen a woman do an Excel spreadsheet? That's what I'm saying. Oh, wait, take me into this. Well, but that's the thing. They love, they've got tabs, they've got things that open here. Color coding. They click that, it opens this thing. That's the level of planning. Jeez. My wife loves a spreadsheet. Thoughts and prayers to you and your family. She's got when a you... spreadsheet somewhere, just in case. Password protected, just in case. Like, I'm convinced. You know what you should do at this stage? I'm not, obviously, your wife, I would imagine, excellent. Maybe it's worth having five friends that know her favorite places in the world. I'm just saying, because. I'm not saying she's going to do it, but we no. need to be ready. Three years ago, if I said to you, you're going to have to wear a mask to buy avocados. That's what I'm saying. You would have said you're nuts. That's what I'm saying. So here we are. James, uh, look after your lady poisoning you with your glass. I'm just saying, I mean, you, you don't need to really respond to that. It, I know you said I don't have to, but I would poison me. With glass? <laughs> I'm annoying, dude. I would poison me. If I had to spend time with me for extended period, I would poison me. <laughs> hey? just, this just like that, dude. Honestly. Really, huh? He's How would you? He's owning the narrative. That's a control. This is what I was trying to tell Ryan. Um, Paolo, not sure if you have uh, been updated. Ryan went away to Cape Town, obviously. Oh, I saw the pictures. He's come back. And the videos. And he, so he won't spill the beans. He's kind of like being like James. Ah. Wait, you didn't hear the story last week, Paolo. Oh, my goodness. You've missed out on so much. And you, we have to catch up because I do need responses from you for both stories. Now, James told us about a story. And it's an old story, but a new story. He was in Dubai. A lady messaged him. She said, we need to talk. Right. Blah, blah, blah. All right. So, you know that far. For for new listeners, basically got broken up with while he's in Dubai. Well. In a nutshell. James, would you say you were broken up with while in Dubai or uh, you were talking? I mean, I I don't want to speak for you. Um we did did we break up in dubai well, well while you were in dubai yeah. cuz she obviously wasn't there she said that so did you do the breaking up in dubai or did you actually come back and the breaking up was done on south african soil we just need to be clear it's small detail but it matters you know uh no when when i came back okay. it, it 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 happened but it was one of those messages where you just knew where it was going and so in essentially yeah essentially you were so, so you knew it was coming right yeah then yeah. did you just go, well, it's over, I'm just single guy in Dubai? No. Uh, See, that, 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 
James, what are we saying there? Whoa. Oh, were you single guy in Dubai or were you crying guy in Dubai? No. James, I, listen, since you won't answer the important part, and we will, I will reveal that to Paolo, I think that's a small detail now, which I hadn't asked. Paolo, big brain, uh, he's been in the media game a lot longer than me. Now, James, uh, were you single guy in Dubai following that message? Can you reveal? Are you willing to reveal those details? Would those compromise any relationships you have now, knowing what you, you'd be like if you need to, if you send a message, I need to talk. But you do need to answer the question. Do not worry about your current relationship. Um, so I, I, I was with my family, so no. I wasn't Mr. Single Guy in Dubai. I was more of a, a ball of mess when everyone's asleep kind of vibe, mm, but then guy, pretend everything's guy. okay during the day kind of thing. Mm. Single guy adjacent. Single guy adjacent. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah single guy adjacent next to the ledge. Next to, next to the, the, the tub. Or, or like, what's it? Around the toilet. Have you ever been sick where you've like curled, curled up around the toilet bowl? Were you that guy? Now, were you staying... Because... Uh, Paolo, you've opened up a whole new world, and I know we're a sports show, and there is actually a segment that should happen on Fridays, but this is far more important. James, were you staying in the room with your family, or were you? Did, did, were your parents? Uh, did they put you all in your own rooms? Um, we were in a, or I was in a room with my older brother, oh. and then um, my younger brother and my parents were in the same room. So was it two single beds next, or double beds, or whatever, in yeah. one hotel room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you're sobbing. Where now? Did you have to go downstairs to the bar? Um. <laughs> So alcohol wasn't really an outlet because A, I'm underage and B, you don't find happiness at the bottom of a bottle. Okay. Um, Children. I mean, that being said though, I had to like pick my moments. Where? No, but give give us, where did criers go? Bathroom? Give us some hints here. People are in pain and uh, there's, listen, there's a, there's a pandemic out here. Where are you crying? So give me, give me the two spots. So you, so your brother goes, James, I'm going to go. I don't know what I'm going to go do. What would you do? Go to the bathroom and cry it out or? Um, so that's the thing. Like I, I didn't want to be that guy and be like, I'm going to ruin everyone's holiday while my life has just come to an end. I know it's dramatic. It's what it felt like at the time. No, it's still dramatic. I mean, it doesn't justify anything. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if I answered. I didn't answer your question. No, you didn't. You didn't. Where were you crying? Um, because these are good hints. Listen, I may have my heart broken. I need to know where to cry. <laughs> you need a heart first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Robin Badger says, Ah, oh, James, so sorry I have been there. Well, Robin, you don't know because James uh, isn't telling us where he was crying. Uh, I imagine Robin means the pain of being, uh, of being dumped uh, via text. But um, So, James, you're not going to tell us where you're crying, huh? You, you were just trying to make it not a nightmare for your family. <clears throat> Um, yeah, that was, that was the, uh, the main thing. I genuinely just didn't want to like ruin the holiday for everyone. Yeah, but that's what a guy James is. That's hey? tough. That's, that's tough. I'm guy. in Dubai. I'm, I just got dumped and now like, it, it's also hard because th- those types of things with your mom and, and father, the way they work so hard, it's so hard for you. Like, and also I'm pretty sure your mom could pick up the vibes because they were working so hard. It's like, you, you, they never probably got a holiday. You know, it was just like, okay, this is family time. Now the better Ilsley brother, probably about to move to Vietnam. So there's all those dynamics. It was probably one of those holidays. Like, Oh, we're about to lose one of our sons, uh, for being one of the greatest humans and going to Vietnam. That, hey James, that's big of you. But now Paolo, now Ryan went away, comes back, right? Yesterday, Ryan wouldn't tell us whether, he because he's trying to move his life from single to it's complicated right now with mm. anybody actually the way Ryan's rolling I mean he's got no plan he's just 
He's out there wiling out. People thought he was a producer for J-Lo on the beach in Cape Town. So it kind of got him. So on the beach, he went there. He's got a nightmare of five weddings coming up. His friends are putting a lot of peer pressure on him to get a date for those weddings. I said, mm. you should have five different dates. Anyway, the ladies at, on the beach, which he didn't notice because Ryan doesn't objectify women. But anyway, it just so happened that they ended up in a hen party, him and his friends, because he didn't. It happens. What, what are you going to do? Anyway, he's not going to another wedding. Those ladies invited him to their wedding and Ryan won't spill the beans whether he's going on a date or not. And James kind of put him in a bit of a situation yesterday. So, uh, Ryan, are you feeling more ready to open up because Paolo's here? About whether you're going on a date with one of the ladies you met on the beach or not? No, I I said everything I need to say yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paolo, I just basically, I have more weddings to plan for. It's becoming expensive. Expensive, huh? Yeah. Uh, how do you put a price on love, though? Right? What if you meet the love? Oh, well, it's when you <laughs> the love's not falling on me. The love is on other people. I just have to go watch other people. I have to be an audience member. How Sorry, James. What was that? Price on love. Hey, what was that, James? How do you put a price on? Oh love? no, we can't hear you. I don't know what's going on there. Um, welcome. Yeah, go welcome. ahead. Welcome. Go ahead. Well, I was wel- welcome muting you. You're welcome. Oh, hilarious. Um, I said, how do you put a price on love? Isn't that sweet, James? <laughs> Pretty woman did it. No, James hasn't seen that movie. He's a liar. This morning, he tried to tell me he's seen another classic. What was the movie you said you'd seen, Coming to America? I have <laughs> seen Coming to America. Yeah, that's what you say. I'm starting to believe you. Less Off the less. top of your head, one quote from Coming to America. Um, it's, 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 got, it's, it's a swearing scene, and it's one of the most famous ones, where he stands uh, okay, got looking it. out the window, and he says, Good morning, my neighbors. And then they go... They swear at him, and then he repeats the swear because he doesn't know what it means. What band does Randy and Sexual Chocolate sing? Say one more time. Sexual Chocolate. Yeah. At the benefit. What song do they sing? I couldn't tell you. Oh, unbelievable. I told you this guy. I, it's it's uh, a that rank boy, amateur. That boy good. That boy good. That, that boy. Good. Also putting a price on love. I think the people in Cape Town uh, had a pretty good shot at it. They put a price in everything down. Yeah. They will put a price in everything now. Ryan, you do need to be careful. Once the sharks get you, they will get you. They'll drag you out into... Remember, the sharks can sw- swim in the deep blue. Those ladies in Cape Town, they'll drag you out there, Ryan. You'd better have the, your water wings, pal. And by that, I mean a credit card. Maybe mortgage out your house on a second mortgage, pal. Woo-wee! Cape Town ladies, they'll get you. They'll get you. All right, well, that's uh, those are two people who don't want to share romantic stories. Now, James in the mire still, obviously... Uh, not sure how that's affecting his current relationship because he's still holding on to a Dubai situation. Ryan is unable to get into a situation because he won't open up about it. And hey, I'm just a good guy trying to be here for these guys, you know? I just hate to be dating right now. I'd hate, oh God, I'd hate it. I'd hate to be on the market. I hate it. You know, I'll look for some tips from you guys after the break because dating is an important thing. Maybe there's DMs. Maybe, like, I don't know if that's romantic anymore. Defensive midfielders. <laughs> we are a sports show. This is the MKT yeah, show. Yeah, out of touch I am. Central.com. No matter how tempting, do not kiss a mannequin. A, a, a lot of good points were raised on this show about mannequins. Don't, don't kiss the mannequin. No. Don't look under their skirts. Don't do it. Don't look down the front of their pants. 
Pences? Pence. Many a pence, Sai. Many a pence. Uh, Lulama uh, Kabaga says, uh, James, little bro, uh, James, why are you eating ketchup? Uh, now, and oh, this is classic. How many times have I, uh, how many times have I tell you I'm blind? So you guys are going to call me stupid. Oh, we can't hear you. That's how can we call you stupid if we can't hear you? So you guys are going to call me stupid. Uh huh. But I don't know. Is it a metaphor? I don't, I don't know. See, it's, Did that really just happen? No, but he's a liar. I told you, this guy, James, has been lying to me all day. All day. Like, like, well, he said he'd seen... Guys, I have seen Coming to America. I promise you. I cross my heart, hope to die. <laughs> I swear. This is... This is real, though. Is this like... Where's, are we being shucks? No, I mean... I'm being shucks. Yeah. Where is that? Is it... Where's Ashton? Ashton! Hey? Nice. I, I see how you're catering for an, for an international audience. No, I'm big, big thinking. No, I'm thinking I'm going to... I need to school people about Leon Schuster. Not Shucks. work. Not work. Yeah, right? yeah. No no, 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 no. He was a prankster yeah. before Ashton Kutcher in South Africa. That's true. My God, was that man racist. <laughs> 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 no, no. I don't think he was racist. He just did a lot of stuff that, like, at the time, we thought was funny but later on, you go, my God, that was super racist. Yeah, yeah. He was like, he was always in blackface. Yeah. He was always putting on accents. Yeah. I mean, it was not, not a good look. It was not no, a good look. It, listen, if you, if you are, oh, listen, if you do look at it now, uh, I mean. God Ashton lo- Kutcher was better. Yeah, slightly better. Uh, Leon Schuster is a lovely man. And I'm sure he didn't mean it. It was just, unfortunately, just a product of the time. Like, we all got that racist uncle. No, we do. Yeah, Everyone has has yeah. an uncle. It, it, we all have that uncle. Black people, white people, yeah. everyone's got a racist uncle. There's Everyone. that uncle. There's that uncle. And Says listen, stuff. Leon Schuster, nice guy, actually. I, I, he, um, so I grew up in the same little complex as he lived in. We used to see him all the time. Pretty cool. Yeah. Like, no, awesome guy. He used to go, he used to drink at a, a, a bar my dad owned. Yeah, but ugh, that's the blackface thing is tough. Although, you, you know, like. We, he wasn't we, the only one. There no. were people all over the world doing it. Yeah, it's over now, though. Yeah. Or male, is it? Uh, I don't know. No, can't do it. Yeah, can't do it. Can't, uh, don't can't, do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Can't win with it. Can't win with it. So so now James is a liar. What do I do now about that? Do we fire him on the show? James, are you, are you for reals that you don't understand what those uh, comments are about? Yes. But, so, what do you get? So, I don't mind the lie. Why, why did you put them up then? Because I wanted to ask what they were about. See, the thing is this, James. I don't mind people who lie to me, but all I want to do is understand what's the benefit for you from lying to me. Was he lying though? Because he said he's still coming to America. That's not from coming to America, yeah. right? Yeah. So, James, have you seen Anchorman? Yes. Now you're lying. <laughs> okay. I suppose nice. that's the end of that debate. <laughs> no, but no, that, was, that was a test, James. You're supposed to go. Anyway. Hey, some people are liars, some people are, are me. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's just where we are. All right, hey, Jimbo. Now, I mean, that puts a whole lot, your whole life into perspective. You, you know, there's a whole load of people now watching the show going, bloody hell, is anything real about this guy? Is anything real about the show? I don't even know what's going on anymore. He's compromising the fabric of our society. Are we even live? Are we even live anyway? He says, he says we're going live. He's seen Coming to America. Yeah. He's seen Anchorman. Can't take quotes from Anchorman. We're supposed to be live. But no, we're not. Uh, what are, I don't even know what's going on here. Is it Friday? I, I bet this isn't the first day that, or the first time James has heard this. James. I'm being inceptioned. I, I can handle anything. I'm being inceptioned. 
It's the inception and the lies that hurt. I'm, I'm not playing into it. I'm <laughs> just not. Let's talk some sports. All right. Listen, let's talk some sports. Uh, b- b- before we get into um, just sort of completely decimating James's character, welcome. Give me that music. Uh, we'll set the tone for today because there is an incredible story on the loose. And I thought to myself, you know what, for the Friday Five, um, I've got to tell you the five craziest stories in the history of sport, right? The, like some of the stuff that has happened, Paolo. I love it. I mean, hey, PSG. I love it. All right. This is the Friday Five. The five craziest stories in sporting history. Right at number five, it was money for jam. Uh, we remember it in 2000. Um, our hearts were broken. Now we don't know if Alan Donald not running and Lance Klusner dropping his bat or Donald dropping his bat or however it went. Now that's trauma for me. We don't know what happened there because in 2000, uh, everyone's hero, Hansi Kronier, Court for match fixing. No, I could not believe it. I could not believe it when I heard this. Hansi Krunja, uh, a hero to many, and he just followed. Really, if you think about South African chronology, obviously Nelson Mandela, 94, 95, uh, World Cup, but Hansi, Hansi was headed that way, right? He had united us in incredibly difficult times, and he was the hero that South Africa was waiting for. So it was a national and international uh, tragedy as South Africa were emerging uh, from segregation and all those things. Incredible in, 90, uh, in 2000 when he was found to have had his uh, his hand in the jar, caught with his hand in the jar, in the cookie jar. At number four, uh, this institution still hasn't recovered from this, by the way. You hear me talk about it a lot. Uh, it looks like their league is being shot on a 33-10 um, and it's just, I don't think they've recovered from 2006 because Juve took the hit, but in 2006, the Calcio Poli is one of the biggest disasters, right? Because the, the thing about a league is, is the integrity. You have to believe anyone can win. That's part of, that's built into it being successful, right? And we realized in 2006 that it ain't that way. But, um, listen. Um, random sports history says on this day in 2006 Juventus uh, were relegated to Serie B with a 9 point deduction following a match fixing uh, Calcio Poli scandal in addition uh, to the relegation the club had to vacate the 2005-2006 titles and that's hashtag Juventus I mean they took the hit right it could have been one of many we remember AC Milan took the hit um, we remember Inter Milan obviously getting those titles, but still, it, it was just ugly. Serie A, Serie B, match fixing, referees basically being bullied into decisions. It was so, so ugly. In 2003, uh, sorry, in 2015, um, <laughs> maybe the greatest story in, in, in football history, because everything's involved here. A man who's between regular height and midget height. An Arabic hero who had been a prodigal talent at, um, of course, and with Juninho, he formed an unstoppable, unstoppable duo at Lyon for a while. And they thought, oh, this is the guy. Then Real Madrid came along for him. So he's involved. And now football's trying to sell him to the Arabic world because, uh, listen, it was a different type of Arab spring, but he was ready to be sold to the world. And boy, oh boy, in 2015, did it all happen. Because it was revealed that a blackmail sex tape was being used by Karim Benzema on Mathieu Valbuena and how it happened and his brother was involved and his friends were involved just incredible that is the third craziest story I've ever heard at number two and these last two stories are similar but at number two the Cobra Arena attack in 94 
Now, this story is incredible. If you haven't seen all the documentaries, is that it included what is supposed to be the purest of sports, ice skating. Right? If you don't know what I'm talking about, a guy called Jeff Galuli hired his friend to change the face of the 90s for America and its Olympic dream. Uh, because in Nancy Kerrigan and Tonya Harding, it is the most sensational story you will ever hear. And there they are, if you aren't watching on YouTube, together as teammates. The incredible part of the story, Tonya Harding, following this event, goes on to win the US champs. But that is not the most incredible part. Two years later, they go on to go to the Olympics together on the same team. Tonya Harding wouldn't say a word. You know where I have to respect Tonya Harding and Jacob Zuma in this case? To have the, the mental freedom and the madness. Tonya Harding, on the day, right, that the great Nancy Corrigan, uh, Kerrigan was hit in the leg and her leg was broken, went on to win the US champs. So she, she was able to have that done, but also go and win. It is a story for the ages. Look out for all the documentaries there. At number one, listen, PSG are doing overtime right now because in a team sport, I understand this type of behavior, right? In individual sport. I get it. I get it. There's only so many, uh, you know, darlings. And, and by the way, Nancy Kerrigan at this time is the darling of the world because America is pushing on everyone in the early 90s. But in a team sport where there's squad rotation and you'll get in for cup games and there's international rotation, in a team sport, a lady called Aminata Diallo has sent two thugs to break Kira Hamurai's arm. I hope I'm saying her name correctly. Two men have broken her arm and I believe bruised badly the rest of her body parts. I just want to say this, by the way. Aminata Diallo was driving the car. She was driving the car as the two men assaulted her PSG teammate and France teammate who plays the same position as her. Now, we're not making any assumptions, but one plus one. And the greatest part of it, like, this is incredible. They were playing a game, I think, the next day and she played. She played, like, like, no worries. I was there. What happened? Oh, I don't know. Am I in, coach? Just a story for the ages. Uh, Just incredible. At number five, Hansi Krinja. Uh, in, in terms of the craziest stories in football, his always in sports history for me. Number five, the match fixing with Hansi Krinja. At number four, the Italian match fixing in 2006, the Calcio Poli. At number three, Karim Benzema. Um, I mean, essentially blackmailing the French Peter Dinklage. At number two, the story between Nancy Kerrigan and Tonya Harding, uh, the Cobra Arena attack in '94. And at number one, we are living it right now, Paolo Diaz. Ami, Ami Nata Diallo is one of the most electrifying characters I've ever... What is going on? <laughs> Infamy, because, like, honestly, uh, who who is she? But anyway, now she's such an infamous person. What is happening at PSG? Dude. You know, this is what happens when you build a club that is basically the human equivalent of a FIFA Ultimate Team. Yeah. Where it's like, it's just stars are and egos and personalities are 100% catered to. Yeah. That like somebody can even enter their brain that this sort of thing. I'm not saying like, listen, this is a criminal act. I'm not saying PSG creates criminals. But it goes, the behavior that is just running through that club. Like the the Cardi thing. Uh, uh, James, what what you got, Paul, before we get into Cardi? Sorry, just to, I I got an update this morning about the whole thing. Wait, is in in what whole thing? In uh, the the, the Diallo Diallo case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there more? Yeah. 
Okay. All right. Let's settle in, everybody, because I want to hear everything. Tell me. Do not spare me a detail. So, um, as you know, I, I messaged you last night, uh, and we found out that she was actually in the car when the attack happened. She was driving. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, Diallo, that is. Yes. Um, so the police arrested Diallo and one of the masked men. Yeah. Um, and then this morning, um, Diallo had been released without charge uh, by oh. the French authorities. But hold on. What? Yeah. Was so, she at training this morning? I, I have no idea. But um, yeah. And then, like you said just now, she was actually involved. Diallo was involved in uh, PSG's 4 0 win over. Uh, how do you say it? Real Madrid. Real Madrid. Yeah. Um, it's a good against environment. Real Madrid. It's important for the squad to stick together. Real Madrid. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, she, yeah? Yeah, so um, Diallo played in that game because... Um, Kera. Yeah, she couldn't. Wow. Because she had bars yeah, she taken had a broken her arm legs. after... Um, so yeah, she got released this morning without charge. Um, I think it says the police are still investigating it. Okay, so she hasn't been charged yet. She's been released. Yeah. What is going on? <laughs> like, like, I want to be honest. All right, I said immediately. There's more to the story. Sorry, I was wrong. No, that won't be the first time. All right, it's true. It's true. Yep. You are correct. Um, released without charge at all. Just. Go about your day and but enjoy it. I'm not, if anybody's a lawyer listening, by the way, just because you're a lawyer doesn't mean you mustn't subscribe to the channel. But if you are watching in your legal mind, what does that mean? Does that mean Diallo now could fly to, I don't know, uh, Palm Springs for a little holiday if she wanted to just to get away from it all for, for a week and miss training? Or if you're released without charge, does that mean they're still investigating? Or did she have to pay to get out? So it's, is it, it's not bail, hey? Like, um, I, I have no idea. I'm trying to find out now. Okay, well, I'm maybe working. do some research um, before you deliver a story. You've got to know some, some more. Yeah, but some news hasn't broken yet. What do no, you want me to true. do? That's true. I, I, don't, I don't live in Paris. No, I don't know how that would help you. I mean, the internet's everywhere at the same time. But, but I'm being too hard on you there. That news j did just break, and that's incredible reporting from the field, James. That, that, that's excellent stuff. Can, Sorry. I, can I do something quickly that I've always wanted to do? Sure, go ahead. Not that this mic is on. Well, I don't, I don't think it's on, but let's pretend it's, it's off. Okay. This has been James Eelsley from Paris. Back to you. <laughs> Don't hell it. You know, there was an energy today when you came in. That's incredible. You felt it, right? Like I, It was palpable. I was sitting in the foyer meeting. Mm -hmm. Stats, reports, figures, audience. And I could feel there was a vibe here. <laughs> there, was a, there was such a vibe. And I knew today's going to be a stupid show. Yeah. 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 And I've been proven right. The Calciopoli story is... I know you don't like uh, Serie A. I like it. I like watching it. Well, no, I don't mind Serie A. I just wish they wouldn't shoot on a 33-10. Okay. Burner phones. Yeah. Who, who knows what the mafia is? <laughs> I don't know. The mafia thing. I don't know. Um, but um, Italian football is fast, dynamic. There's lots of good young players. Yeah. The AC Milan team this year is such a cool, interesting team. Sassuolo, Atalanta. We've seen that. And because of that Calciopoli, what happened was Italy became just so unattractive for star players. Yeah. Like, inter you know, I mean, everyone was in Serie A. Yeah. Then they stopped going. Like, yeah. oh, we don't want to play there. Yeah. Okay. It's obviously corrupt and, and there's problems. And it forced a lot of Italian coaches to actually really go back to the drawing board and go, right, 
Italy was never a country that liked young players. Never. They never promoted young players. You basically, if you made your first team debut at 24, you're considered young. Yeah. So they never had that. And there's uh, an Italian football coaching school. Uh, I'm going to say it wrong. Cavicciano. Yeah, yeah, it's where they all go. It's Ancelotti, Conte, all of them. Uh, uh, Ranieri. It, I mean, they've all been there. It's yeah. like at Mancini. It's like you have to go. You have to go there. Yeah. Else you can't coach in Serie A. And uh, it forced them to really upskill themselves. And Italian teams to go. Okay, well, we got to focus on youth. We got to bring up young teams. It probably led. Who knows? But like. It led down the line. Of course, Italy win the, the World Cup after that, probably out of spite. But it in that year, remember that it was the same year. Yeah, was, yeah. same year. I mean, and and, and Del Piero and Buffon were going to play Serie B that season. You know, they they, they stayed, and um, it probably set Italy up to be in a very healthy place now. Hundred percent, where their football's vibrant, it's attractive. Uh, the the coaching's good. There's leading coaches all over all over Europe, and they're European champions of young dynamic and probably the next wave of football is going to be based on what the Italians are doing. Yeah. It's almost sliding doors without that scandal and the after effects and clubs collapsing. I mean, there were teams absolutely collapsed. Decimated. Gone, you know, and the big teams, the yeah. real big teams. Um, and it probably leads to Italian football being, I think, quite a, a space to actually jump ahead of La Liga in terms of the league after the Premier League. They, they got four, like you said, you, you know, listen, life gives you always, all of us, life gives you uh, two options, right? Is you make the change or life will force your change. Now, the one is always easier. And like you said, it's actually been so dramatic. The, mm. the, the go, cause Italy would, I mean, they had that legendary era up to 06. If they hadn't won it then, I mean, listen, you, you've seen what it, uh, Italy was till now. Mm. It was mm. ugh, ugly. Mm. After, you know, I mean, who's in that team? Buffon, uh, Oh, Totti, Nesta, Nesta. Totti the, yeah. that era after they've retired Fabio Grosso by the way shout out to you becoming because he, he he got his big move straight after that and it lasted like a year he right? did then he went to China at a stage yeah. and, no because yeah, he wasn't yeah. good enough yeah. but he, 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 you know he was a, he was a tournament player he, he was the Jean Cap de Villa <laughs> yeah of, of Italy right like Cap de Villa went for the ride of all rights yeah, yeah. with that Spanish team but I, I agree with you I think you know what Germany and Belgium did 20 years ago, Italy got forced into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And boy, oh boy, has it worked out for them. Like yeah. you say. They had to go back to basics. Back to basics. Good song, by the way. Um, Lulama Kabaga says, interesting document. Um, the International Business Ethics Institute did a study uh, between 20 countries and the French have the most tolerance for corruption. Now, South Africa obviously wasn't in that. No, no, study, no, no, sure. no, no. I mean, listen, I think tolerance means it's built into into it. So there's a really interesting thing in Germany that had to happen in the last um, sort of 20 years, and they're still unwinding it. So in Germany, and I know this only because my father lived there, and um, I kind of I've had I've, I've been really really lucky in my life to have conversations with pretty high level politicians. And as some stuff was coming up, and we've seen Oli Hoeneß get caught up in these things, was that the golden handshake in German business was considered as a part of the deal. Right. So, so we, so the British, as we were pretty anglicized, right? We see it as corruption, but actually in German business, and they're, they're, they're having a little bit of problems transitioning even now. I know this from friends who are in business is that the golden handshake was considered as a part of the package on top of yeah. the package. And you don't include it in the price, but it was, 
you, you, you know, so the Germans are struggling with it. And that's interesting to hear. I would love to see that list if Lulama could send it. It's a European thing. I mean, Portugal, it's also, it's also you know, things don't get said. Yeah. You know, but everyone goes, well, we all understand that's part of it. So again, another interesting thing. So uh, an, an investment banker friend of mine in, Den- in Denmark, right? Like he calls me, uh, the Danish, they don't learn, right? I, I mean, they didn't learn that Sweden kind of sideswiped them and they prom- they made some promises then back in the day. And, they said, and once Sweden got, got really strong, basically off the back of Denmark, Sweden were like, ah, to hell with you forget you guys you've made us stronger than you guys now you thought we were going to go into an allegiance ha get out of here these danish they don't learn but my mate right he phones me twice a year with this big complaint because he struggles to do business with europeans i think i've told you this before Mm. because in in denmark right there is no sending back and forth the contract because the social environment is i trust you you trust me like like we just do business but when he does it, like like you say, when he does with the continent, now there's all sorts of things he has to, what? And then they want contracts back. He's like, no, no, no. What? And so he's struggling with exactly what you're saying. As guys start to now say, come on, where's the, you know, where's the money for jam? And he's like, he doesn't get it. He's living in his uh, fjord, fjord cubicle. Right. <laughs> so, hey, it'll get you. Corruption will get you. So, I, I love that uh, phrasing. The most tolerance for the corruption. The most tolerance of corruption. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, but Italy, that. What's the league like, Paolo? Has it recovered? Has the reputation recovered? I'm not sure. Even if they were as good as the Premier League, how long do you think it'll take for that stain to be washed off? It's, it's always going to get bought up. And the ridiculous thing is, they're, they're far from being the only league or the, that's done that. Yeah. I mean, they're just the ones, the most high profile that got caught. Yeah. I 100% guarantee that. The. As a TV and everything is about what's your TV spectacle, and like you bring up the be, being shot on a Nokia 3310. Yeah, they're playing. The last time the Italian teams had a major stadium renovation was for Italia 90. Yeah, you know we're going back 30 years since the last time they've actually done anything. So Juventus obviously got their own stadium. Yeah, and then AC Milan and Inter Milan are now building their own. Yeah, and that's. You know, these stadiums aren't built for cameras. They're not built for fan experience. They're not built for atmosphere. Yeah. Modern day of what they need. Yeah. But, you know, to be honest, you, you take all that stuff aside. I love the, I love Italian football. They, they're, so, they're so interesting. The players are so drilled. The formations are interesting. Every game is tight. Uh, it, so it's on, on the field. Yeah. Great stuff. But the whole package... Yeah, we've all said it. You know, uh, Premier League's like the NBA, like the NFL. Yeah, it's a TV, TV product first. Yeah, league second almost. I agree, mm-hmm. Paolo. Phenomenal point. Listen, I would say corruption, and maybe I'm just conservative. Corruption and shooting your girlfriend in the foot in, the, in, the, in a car, don't do either. No. Where you can avoid those, if you have to choose, be corrupt. James. That, that's a good point. That's, uh, let, let, let's like, if you choose, you, you're at a crossroads, you have to commit one of these crimes. Yeah. Crimes. Crimes. <laughs> crimes an affliction on our society everywhere. Crimes. <laughs> but James, if you had to commit one of two crimes. Crimes. You have to commit these crimes. Yeah. And I, I, I don't hear, to. oh, you have to make a choice. Because I've got a gun to your head. I'm, now you're going to force me to commit a crime if, if you don't do commit the crimes. You know it's what I mean? just don't shoot me in the foot. No, it's to your head. Oh, what I, what I look sick to you. Do I look like Tory Lanez? Um, <laughs> listen, if you had to be corrupt, all right, or shoot your girlfriend in the foot, which one would you, which one would you do? Both feet. Sorry, not just one foot, both feet in a car. Your car. Have to do one of the crimes. 
Um, what kind of corruption am I committing? No, yeah, yeah, come on. Ooh. Doesn't matter. Oh, Taking oh. money from orphanages. Yes, yeah, yeah. Ooh. 16 orphanages. Uh, yeah, 16 orphanages. You, you siphon that money or... They still get the money, but not all the money. But now does James get any of the money? Well, well he corrupt. takes... Well, yeah, he's yeah. corrupt. He's, yeah. I mean, no, but, corrupt. he's but, buying a villa in Portugal somehow. Yeah, but you see, the one is where James benefits from it, and the other one is just... Two shots in the foot. No, maybe, well, go- maybe the girlfriend's feet stink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, Michelle. I know I'm vibes, but foot powder, please. I've told you eight times now. This is a this is a beautiful car, and I paid for it myself. It's enough now. Clad it. Or why why is Michelle always the first go to name that for you? You ask Michelle. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's she done? Yeah. Stop! Stop dodging the question. <laughs> Yes. Stealing from orphans or shooting your girlfriend in the foot? Um, uh, Mr. Elsley, I'll have to push you for an answer at this stage. Uh, I'm going to go with... Sure, this is actually really oh hard. God, this guy. Um, All right, I mean, we're going to have to go to a break. How long is this going to take? Probably... <laughs> Shoot my girlfriend in the foot. Wow. Oh, what a disgusting... Because the orphans still get some. Yes, money. they still... The get orphans are the fine. Money. You definitely get shot in the foot. Your girlfriend, both your need girlfriend, the you love her, and you shot her in the foot. The orphans are still getting There's some. There's also money. no benefit to your girlfriend being shot in the foot. I, I, she I, can't I, walk. You have to lug her around everywhere. Because you'd still have the money, and you may get like a like Jiminy Cricket saying, yeah. "Actually, I'm going to give the money to the orphans." Once you shot someone in the foot, you shot them in the foot. That's forever. You can always return the proceeds of corruption. You can always go Jekyll and Hyde, and let those two beasts fight, and God, Jekyll James. wins. James. There was literally no way you could answer that satisfactorily. <laughs> no, we did set him up there. No, we, no, no, we, we did set you up oh, to lose content. there, James. Content, content, content. That's what it's about. Right, James Ilsley carrying on with the... <laughs> I guess I guess people who shoot their girlfriend in the foot aren't liars. What a criminal. It's just the crom. It's a, James, I, I can handle the laws, but it's the crom. But didn't you, wait, did you just say I guess people that shoot their girlfriend in the foot aren't liars? Yeah, because you're not really lying by shooting her in the foot, right? Or feet. By the way, you can shoot her in both feet. She has two feet. This is too much for me to handle. Oh, my oh, Lord. God. Oh, my goodness. Tracy says, a shot in your own foot is worth two of your girlfriends. <laughs> Let's go to a break. I don't know what this show is descending into. Let's go to a break. This is madness. Cliffcentral.com. For all orphans out there, um, do not let James get anywhere near your kitty. And I don't mean a cat, by the way. I mean the money. But I didn't. I didn't. I didn't choose corruption, though. Yeah, but I mean. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yes, so, but you're a person who shot your girlfriend in the foot. Yeah, but I didn't choose corruption. Why can't I go near orphans now? No, because hey, it's one thing shooting your own girlfriend who you picked in the foot. Who knows? We. I don't want you shooting orphans now as well. You're that guy. You know what I mean? But uh, Okay, so you always think about yourself. Ever think about the fact that maybe she wanted to know what it felt like to be shot in the... F- and then I maybe, missed or grazed her foot the it. first time. Uh, maybe and it's then a I fetish thing. What? Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's a fetish thing. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Hey, you're into some wild stuff, huh, James? What's that? Like, there must be a whole different, like, channel for that. James, you've been called out. Richard Bunder. 
Yeah, like, Richard Banda says um, James is definitely doing the corruption. Now that's that's Richard saying that. And notice I said the corruption. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, even more serious than corruption. Yeah, it's the, the that's uh, that's what they call a um, indefinite article. It's just so big we don't even know where to start. I did. I can't stand feet. I hate feet. Wait a minute. Well, what is this now? Does your lady know you're going to shoot her in a car? Well, no, I feet. don't mean you I hate them her. to the point where I want to shoot every well, foot I see. Well, there was see. some passion behind that. So you no, hate just, feet. Yeah, because toes look like knickknacks. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, knickknacks are great. But the fact that... I'm anti-toe. I'm, I'm anti-feet. We, we, we actually had the conversation. You weren't here about my feelings on feet. So I, firstly... I, I did watch that. Did yeah. watch it? I don't trust... I don't like doing business with men, especially in where I can see their toes. Right? Okay. I feel like you may as well take out your, your, your mister. Like, yeah. I don't want to see your toes <laughs> because it's, I don't know. It feels like you're, I don't know. I don't know about it. I also feel it's easy for you to steal from me and run. You just kick off your flip-flops, you have nothing to lose. I you got go, you. Yeah. right? You not everyone's wearing Hawaiianas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Then off you go. I'm not a fan of feet. Yeah. That's why I like shoes so much because they cover up the feet. Yes. They take... <laughs> The tension away if they take something useless. Yeah. Uh, feet are useful. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aesthetically, I don't like them. You can put a hundred feet. Yeah. Three of them will be okay to look at. And even then, you're like, yeah. as you're looking at them. Right, they look James? Like dried knickknacks. Oh, my God. This is incredible. So, how, how far do you lunatics take this? Like, what do you think of hooves? Like, I just want to know what sort of. Well, hooves, are, hooves on feet. Hooves are hooves. Hooves are hooves. What do you think of claws? Like an owl, an eagle. Claws well, are those claws. Are, those are different. Claws he, are claws. He, here's the point, okay? Where's the point? We could have something better looking attached to our bodies that we walk on. That's what it is. They just look ugly. Sometimes they smell bad. And if you're me, they smell bad all the time. But they, they do just... the job. Yeah, you that's... Okay, so, so, all right, James, James. So you say they... So your thing is they look ugly. Oh, and they, they just... What yeah. else, what, what would you want? Would you like two sets of hands? What, what do you think might make the, the things we walk on, uh, bipedalism or bipedalism, um, something which would be more aesthetically pleasing for you? Do you think we should walk on our hands? What are you thinking? I think that'd be dope. What do we do with the feet? Do we keep them the same though? Now we can't see them. We're just always looking down. What, how, what should they look like for you to like them? Just out of interest. You and Paolo, this is unbelievable, by the way. Um... Like, is there, is there a body... Okay, I'll tell you what. Let me make it easy for you because I, I can see you going into stealing uh, money from um, orphans now. All right? Oh, oh, no, wait. What did you choose? The shooting your girlfriend in the... I, yeah, I chose the shooting one. That's the crown. Tell me this, though. Like, now, what body part do you like? So, just, just before we move on from feet, right? Yes. So funny. This is how we know Big Brother is watching us. A story pops up. There's this terrible website called sportsrush.com. It yes. is like tabloid rubbish, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. And it's a story about now Shaquille O'Neal. I don't know. There's a story about him having an affair. Someone's accusing him or whatever. Whoa. Is that breaking news? I don't know how old this is. This is from September, right? Oh, my word. But this, listen, this website is garbage. Uh, okay. It's absolute garbage. You know, it's, it's real tabloid rubbish for Excellent. sports, right? I'm into it. So there's a woman like she's denying that she slept with Shaquille O'Neal. Okay. Her quote is... Hell no, have you seen his feet? How are you going to sleep with someone who has feet like that? Like, have you seen him in sandals? I love Shaquille to death, but I would never get down with Shaquille. 
So Keele O'Neill yeah. don't like his feet. So that's a that's a complete. Who knew? So dude? we're bringing it back to sports, just in case you're wondering where this is going. Yeah, where this is. So okay, all right, James. Obviously, we know you're Mr. Romantic, not. Um, having seen movies with your lady, this incredible stuff. Although you have seen, did he say he's seen Mannequin? Have you seen Mannequin? James? No, he had not seen Mannequin. Oh, it's not. You haven't seen Mannequin. It's uh, it's the prostitution film that James thought was about prostitution, but actually Julia Roberts had a had a good heart. But James, so if your lady ever asks for a foot rub, what do you do then? Or does she know that's no? She knows feet are a no go. So what do you do? Make her sleep sleep with socks on if she's sleeping over at your house in a separate room. Um, no. So so my thing is you can. You can have your feet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can have your feet. Sure. You can. <laughs> you can have your feet all willy nilly. Sure. Just don't bring them near me. Like if you're walking over there with your with no shoes and no socks, just don't bring it's, them near me. Incredible. I don't want them. Uh, no, I'm, I'm the same. I, I, I understand you have feet. I'm not against the concept of you having feet. Like you have them, I have them. We all have them. But if you, are, unless you're one of the three of the hundred, I'd rather have your feet over there. Yeah. Oh my God, my worst. Yes. Oh my God, my worst. Yes, yes, yes. Jeez, I want to commit so much violence. Yeah. My, Michael De Broglio will oh. follow me everywhere. <laughs> when I see people driving and people have their feet on the dashboard, no. I'm done. I'm no. like <laughs> swerving off the road. I want to try and drive them into a ditch. I cannot do... Why are your feet on the dashboard? <laughs> All right. Now, tell me this one. International flights. You know how people get. If your feet come through my chair, I'm stabbing it. I'm, gonna, I've yeah. got no time. Don't with, put your feet next to my I, face. I'm stabbing it with my aeroplane spork. Yeah. Yes. Through the chair. No, yes. well, you guys haven't heard me through. Lady next to you. Because, hey, if you travel enough, it's going it's to get you. And I know it's happened to you. Shoes off people. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Socks are fine. Yes. This is also why, okay, fortunately, I will not travel internationally alone. I'm all as family, so we have our own, pretty much our own aisle. Yeah. Then you got to do the last on this side. Yeah, you just hope it doesn't happen. You got to deal with it in that moment. Hopefully, you've taken enough uh, Ambien or something that you're not going to have to deal with that. Yeah, that's tough. That's going to happen. All right, who knew feet, huh? Hey, by the way. And my favorite sport is football. I mean, here go we figure. are. Go figure. Go uh, figure. Question. Yes. So Ryan's just alerted me to something. So the other day, um, you were on a you were on a show, MKT, um, as you are every morning. Yeah. Um, Gareth Cliff Show. Catch out on CliffCentral.com, the Cliff Central app, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts, or with eyes. Smash, smash the subscribe button yeah. and all of those uh-huh. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ryan said that you said you hated feet too. And that woman who wear pumps. No, I, I don't hate feet. I hate pumps. Because pumps tell me a woman's given up. Yeah, I've never, so Ryan already. So you guys, you know why you get guys get along? You're both liars. So I didn't say I hated feet. I have no problem with feet at all. Um, but I will not accept a woman who wears pumps. All you're telling me is you've given up. And you know what? Listen, I know because here's the immediate defense that ladies give. You don't know the journey of the pain. <laughs> I say, I say, all right, ladies. No, that's fine. If you've given up, that's fine. No, but can we also just address, like, because I, I don't mind feet too much, but the thing is, whoa, in whoa. public, like, people need to wear closed, uh, closed shoes. Like, 
this whole open toe thing is it's not a thing. But you were in Cape Town, heavy honors on the beach. Yeah, that's where it is, bro. I wore Jordans on the beach. What? Wow, wow, wee wow. Ryan! Wow. You can't you can't go everywhere wearing no, open you're toe on the shoes. beach. But it's Cape Town. That's and ho- you're on the beach. Holidays surely uh, even for me, holiday is different. There are places. Yeah. You know what? I hate to have to say this again, but I've always said Ryan is the blackest person who works here because black guys will wear a full Gucci two-piece tracksuit <laughs> with the sash bag to the beach, to a pool party in Africa in the middle of summer, right? And they will not take it off with the shades and the matching hat. So, Ryan, again, I know you've always felt I've been picking on you, um, but you are the blackest person here because, the, like... Only black people. You're a white dude who's not willing to, what, wear board shorts at the beach? What are you well, what are we doing here? When I sent you that video from Grand Beach, yeah. I was wearing my Japanese, um, my Japanese pants and my Kobe's and, yeah. of course, my Kobe shirt. Oh, that's why those ladies thought you were a music producer. They were like, who's that ca- Caucasian <laughs> who's not wearing board shorts? Not wearing a, there must be something about him. Yeah, just because be. I wasn't wearing a button-up flower shirt and open-toed shoes, I look different. All right. Guys, I didn't know you hated feet. It's, it's, listen, good transition here. You guys, whatever. Ryan, you're going to have to learn to give people foot rubs unless you get an angel like James's lady. Pa- Paula, I didn't ask you. I mean, listen, you are a married man. There is no way. Happy wife, happy life. Surely, you're, and your wife is also in the corporate mix. She is working. She's not one of those ladies who, who her full-time job is brunches. She is at it. What if she needs a foot rub? This is not Hollywood, my friend. After a, a few years of marriage, you're not foot rubbing. You know. Oh, is that not? Is no, that... no, no, no. no, no, no. We, we, we don't have to do that stuff anymore. It's fine. It's fine. And what happens if your, your beautiful daughter cuts her foot outside? Oh, that's different because now you're tending to your child, your wounded child. No, I'm with you. I'm you know? I, think, I think the point that we're trying to get across here is that feet, to us, yeah? we see them as the body's worst appendage. Feature. Feature. Now, speaking of which, excellent, James, what you've done there. It's, it's ludicrous that you'd even go there. It's, it's just mental. A man who did... Um, <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, here's uh, Richard Banda, who uh, that surname lets me know that he's got uh, enough... Me- yeah, more melanin uh, than Ryan. Certainly as much melanin as I've got. He is a black man. Um, Bulelo, drip is forever. No, hey! I don't doubt it for a minute, play. Shout outs. Shout out. Hey. <laughs> That's what James's pharmacist also said to him. He's got antibiotics for it, but uh, yeah, yeah, drip unfortunately, that drip is for him. Yeah. <laughs> you want to hear it from your homie? He's not your being homie. on antibiotics for life. How did you know, Paul? Oh, my God. I, I saw your prescription. It came through on the fax machine. <laughs> it's like, wow, that's weird. All right, but speaking of a man who's... Um, if you've read his book, probably James hasn't because he's told me this guy's his hero, but I doubt it because he hasn't read his book and he would have linked the feet thing to this one. So not sure if you know this, but um, Steven Gerrard, when he was younger in the Liverpool Academy, stuck a fork. Well, he actually went to go kick for a ball and um, like a, metal, a piece of metal went through his foot and it threatened his career. Um, so yeah, there, that, that's a story about feet that I thought I'd just link to this. Stephen Gerrard nearly didn't happen, uh, James. I don't know if that gives you retrospect, uh, retrospective trauma, but that nearly didn't happen. Stevie G stuck his foot through, boom, went right through his foot. By the way, very well aware. I have um, uh, two of his books. Not that you believe me, um, no. and I've read them both, but it's I shouldn't have said anything. But I, I know the story you're talking about. All right, well, he's at Aston Villa now. His feet are always covered. Europe is cold, and he's a manager now. He's at Aston Villa. Um, Steven Gerrard at Aston Villa, dude. 
clever move. You know, he... <laughs> Listen, I mean, you've got to take aside the thing of like, ex-players of a certain profile are going to get access to jobs that equally qualified managers aren't going to get. So, sure. I mean, take that, take that aside. He had... Um, going to Rangers wasn't as easy because I think, you know, people go, well... Scotland's a one-team league. Yeah. It was until he made it a two-team league. 100%. You know? And Rangers are a... This is a Phoenix version of Rangers. They yeah. absolutely shut the club down and started again and came up through the divisions. Yep. And managers with a lot more uh, experience than him couldn't do what he did. Yeah. You know, to go win that league undefeated season. Did well in Europe, in Europa League. So yep. it shows something about him. He's taken the... I think he's taken the right way compared to maybe what Frank Lampard did. Yeah. Um, I was supposed Frank Lampard was at Derby, but like he's doing it the right way. What I can't wait is when he starts getting the boys back together and brings the Hulk Fernando Torres back as a conditioning coach and a bouncer. Yeah, right. We've seen what Fernando Torres is looking like. Let's get him in there. Yes. To I see. Yes. Getting those players fit. Oh. You're gonna see. I mean, what are you gonna see? Boom. boom. Danny Ings with all the things. Yeah. He's gonna be- <laughs> Five sizes bigger, so get Torres in as conditioning coach for, at Aston Villa. And we all know, I mean, we love to see it. We love to see this, is that his contract ends the day Jurgen Klopp's contract ends. Uh, Do it. Put him in there. We've all seen how well that goes. We've all seen how well it goes. Now, for those who don't know, Paula's going through a little bit of... Uh, there's James clapping, of course, saying, OK, we're breeding Steven Gerrard to come to the it's real gonna, It's going to be the Liverpool-Villa game. is going to be the most nauseating, clap-trap, never-walk-alone nonsense. <laughs> Where is that game? Uh, I don't even want to know. I want to find out because I want to have like complete TV blackout. It's on day. the it's the 11th of December. You see, they've already done it. 11th of December. and that, Wait, have Villa played Liverpool this year? This is the game at Anfield, right? No, they, they haven't played. There's going to be two. This season, yeah. right? No, but the game at Anfield, when Stevie oh. Me goes to Aston Villa, Stevie V now, yeah. goes, to Villa, goes with Villa to Anfield. Oh my God, can you imagine the sanctimonious crap? They're going to put all the, like, oh, you, you know, in the God, top, they've got those massive Julie, uh, Rafa Benitez oh, flags. They've got a clop up there already with, when he had glasses. They're going to have to change that because he's a thirst trap now. Um, they're gonna, it's just going to be Steven Gerrard, captain, leader, legend. Oh, oh my God. goodness. Look, and, and I mean, you mentioned the coaches, and that's another interesting thing about Gerrard is that he's going to have this amalgam of all these great coaches that he worked under. You yeah. know, Julier, uh, he, he was with Benitez, um, and a couple of the England coaches he is with as well. And why I think he's going to work, yeah. I said the other day on, on, on our WhatsApp group that his potential is massive. Mm-hmm. Because he's a hard worker. Yeah. He always was as a player. And if he carries that into management, I think the potential of Gerard as a manager is through the roof. You, you know what I said yesterday, Paolo, which is uh, links to your point, right? So uh, they've given a three and a half year deal, but we know contracts in the Premier League, mm. it's, yeah, it's worth less than the ink on the paper. The, that the, it's on. the only profession in the world that getting fired from your job actually makes you desirable to another club. <laughs> Such a great point. It's, it's like it's like you are basically the CEO yeah. of a half a billion pound industry in yeah. the team you have. Yeah, you can run it into the ground. Yeah, you'll get fired, and then the next person will go. Well, do the same here, please. It's madness. It, it, it is the only industry in the world, quite right. But Stevie G has done one unique thing that I think Lampard didn't, and I said I said it yesterday. Was that 
The other thing that Birmingham is crying out for, and I mean, I, I still have friends who work in and around the game, is Birmingham's crying out for a hero because yeah. Birmingham City are trash, mm. right? They are absolute tosh. And Aston Villa are really in between. Like, they, 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 they're a bit, obviously with the new ownership, I understand, but they're a bit nothingy, right? Is like, Steven Gerrard has carried a city before. Yeah. Which Lampard hadn't done. Like, Lampard, mm. as you say, even from the beginning, Frank was really looked after. How he got his chance. Now, I'm not saying he wasn't good enough, but Uncle Harry. Yeah. Right? And even when he was there, his father his is... His dad. His dad his, his is His father's royalty, top five yeah. West Ham legends yeah. ever. Right? Along, I mean, the only criticism he would have faced was when Harry was left out because Brooking and them didn't kind of like the, the lads. Mm. You know, Sir Trevor Brooking, Bobby yeah. Moore, all of them, they, they went corporate... And they left Harry out and they never give uh, Harry Redknapp, who was a flying winger mm. himself, by the way. If you read the stories about how good Harry Redknapp was as a player, I think he's become a bit of a caricature figure no, yeah. now. But Frank Lampard Sr. was is beloved at West Ham. Yeah. So it's always been really comfortable for, for Lampard. You, you, know, yeah. you know, he came to Chelsea and John Terry, Michael Balak, Makelele. Ashley Cole, you know, Gianfranco Zola helped him in at the beginning. There was that era, you, you know what I mean? So it's always been comfortable. And, and, and just as he matures, Mourinho comes in and completely changes. So you're, you're 100% right. You know, Drogba, mm. like you said, with the maturity comes Carvalho. Mm. Is, he, he plugged into an awesome system and I'm not going to, listen, what he did, Lampard did, mm. right? I, I, I'll, I'll hold him. I still think he's the second greatest uh, midfielder. I think Roy Keane is untouchable for mm. me in my mind. I, I take Roy Keane before anyone in Premier League history, right? Even including Henri, if I'm starting a team, it's Roy Keane. All right. You, Everyone you, else. You take Roy Keane and 10 others. Yeah. But it was always comfortable for Lampard. Now he, he worked his way to greatness and, but Lampard is, I mean, I mean, Gerard has carried a city mm. and that's important. I think that's an important thing, as you say, is Stevie G has worked his way into becoming a, a a cult figure. And, and and Birmingham is waiting for somebody to lead up. And, and he won't be thrown by it because Glasgow is very similar. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Glasgow is the same sort of thing and he won't be thrown by that. So the potential of this is scary. Uh, listen, I mean, despite the Liverpool thing, you make jokes. Uh, Gerard is, I mean, you say Lampard. Gerard was the only midfield, only player next to Keane that I ever saw. It yeah. was like, this was a guy that you went, wow. It's not right to compare players, but because they played at the same time, you went, wow, that is... Roy Keane 2.0. Yeah. Um, I, that he's such a good manager is surprising because he was always so tactically indisciplined as yeah. a player, but yeah, that's yeah. what made the magic. Um, but really, the potential of him is is outrageous. Now, having said that, we because we are thinking as human beings and we do love football, which is kind of like loving your wife. You can't change your club and you are unreasonably invested emotionally in football. So you do kind of put people on a pedestal. There are people who don't do that. Uh, they are called billionaires because Wes Edens and Nassif uh, Sawiris mm. are worth a uh, billion pounds between but, them. I think before Newcastle, they were the third richest ownerships in the Premier So they're, they're definitely top five. Uh, listen, we hold Steven Gerrard to a whole different level because we are unable to not hold him as a player and what he is as a manager and separate them. These billionaires are very, very clear. What sort of pressure is he under? Because these guys aren't going to go, Stevie, they don't care. And, and I think you have to look at it, how ruthless they are, is that, yes, the Jack Grealish move was market-related, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it was going boyhood, club captain, Roy of the Rovers type story, yep. it's time to go. You know what? It? It's because they could afford to keep him. There's yep. no doubt they could afford to keep Jack, uh, Jack Grealish. It's time to go. Yeah. And you see how that ended with Harry Kane. And then same <laughs> Dean Smith also, fan yeah. of the club. Yeah. Five defeats in a row. Thank you for the memories you're out of here. So those guys aren't playing. They don't do it as ruthlessly as others, 
But they are they are serious. They're, they're serious guys. And now, listen, tell me this. How long till Stevie D? How many bad results till he has to have awkward meetings with the ownership? Do you think the end of the year he's, he's, he's on honeymoon? I think he gets the season because he's come in late. It's I not his you. team. It takes a while. And, he, and he's not a Premier League manager. As ruthless as they are, I don't think they're jumpy. Yeah. You know, they're not Watford owners. <laughs> um, but they, I think he'll have till the end of the season. And then probably next... Listen, unless... We're yeah. in relegation zone and things like that, but Villa got a lot of good players. Now, having said that, as a Man United fan, as though you don't have enough headaches going on, is th- this ownership group is rich enough. Stevie G gets them into the top ten, top eight. They're giving him three hundred million next year. Does that worry you at all? Into because where you are now yeah. is where, where's United realistically between fourth and sixth? And I'm not saying that. No, no, and 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 that's true, and that's where we got, and and that place is under so much threat because. Arsenal are in there, West Ham are in there. You got to look at Villa as being players, and Tottenham will come back. You Conte's know, here now. You know, Conte, whether he spends or not, he makes Tottenham better. Yeah. Maybe not for this season. Maybe we get away and sneak in this season. But, but that's you know, we we it's so ridiculous because we were unequivocal one or two. Yeah. Now we're like, God, are we fourth or fifth? Or yeah. sixth? Or sixth? You know, Steven Gerrard's a better manager than Solskjaer. I'll say it. it, it it's definitely going to be. You know, more modern, more progressive. And, like, do not think Aston Villa won't go to uh, Mino Raiola and go, take a seat here, chap. There's that Norwegian bloke. Like, that, because uh, who's the Jamaican bloke who can't stay fit, but he is an Aston Villa? Ba- Leon, Leon Bailey yeah. should have, shouldn't have really be at Man United. No. But Aston Villa are showing you that, Grealish, get out of here. We're going to do this thing. And they've got some... Listen, they've, they've got serious... You think those billionaires won't spend... If I'm Arsenal and I'm Man United, I'm not freaking out yet. If if Aston Villa, like it's difficult to get it across to people because people always think London. Yeah, Birmingham and, is and, the second city. It's like living in London without the attention. It is, and, and and over the past few years, Manchester just generally in commerce has taken over that second city, have become the second city in England. But Birmingham are massive. Villa are massive in Birmingham, and don't forget, this is a club that's got two European cups. Yes, <laughs> you know they, they've got two European cups. There's pedigree, and for years and years, they've just always waited for somebody to unlock it. The, you know, almost early 90s, they were head-in-head head with United in the yes. first or second Premier League race. Yeah. And they could have unlocked it then. The potential of Villa is monstrous. Oh, so it is d- monstrous. I would be... I absolutely would be worried. Well, man, th- that is... What 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 a, what a an awesome product the Premier League is, huh? Like, it's just... It's everything. It's yeah. It's stories all the time. It's narrative. It's you know. It's it's not just Villa because it's got an impact on Liverpool and the impact on Liverpool's got to have an impact on United. United. So it's it's just stories within stories. Andrew Harrison, who's a Manchester, oh, he's a massive uh, Liverpool fan, says I don't think he gets the full season if they're in the relegation zone come February, which is what Paolo said. I, I totally agree. Is mm. th- these guys aren't playing around? Yeah. These guys are not playing around. So, Stevie G, welcome back to the Premier League. Uh, it is a bit sickening to see what Twitter's doing now with all of his goals, of course, uh, from the from the past. It's like, all right, you, you know, we get... All the- it's a great move for Villa, though, what I have to say. is well done to them because they could have gone the boring route, the tried and trusted, big Sam type of thing. Yeah, I think yeah. that era of guys is gone. Yeah. But they could have gone, you know, it's a safe pair of hands. Let's just keep ourselves top 10. Uh, but they've gone, they've been brave. They've gone, you know what, this could be a game changer for us. Let's take the punt. That'd be awesome. More good teams, better for the league, better product, better football, better Gerard, better, 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 much better. Don't shoot your girlfriend in the foot. It's the MKT Show.
cliffcentral.com People are feeling defeated. Defeated. You deserve every cricket you get. <laughs> the comments. The comments on the... I, I love it. Yes. James, you've been accused of binge-watching a goalie. Is this true? Wow. In the comments. Really? He's being accused of binge-watching a goalie. Now, who's, who has said that? I we, think it was tra- either Tracy or Robin. I scrolled through it very quickly. Now, James, James... Yeah? Which is it? Uh, they would be correct, yeah. Oh, really? Well, how do they know this? Did you talk about it on the show? Uh, no. So, but when was this now? Like, goalie, is, is a goalie still on TV? No, it's not, but it's no. on that rotation. There's like a Cake Net classic or something that I've seen it scrolling through. The, and and they, like, if if you're international, right, Igoli was like the soap in South Africa. Oh, yeah. Was like the first big high production South African soap. There's been many after that. But like, everybody knew it and it was like about Igoli, the city of gold. Yeah. People in Joburg, normal people, rich people. I think the family, one was, they were brothers and sisters. One was rich, one was poor. James? And their family. I was just kidding about watching a goalie. My mom used to watch it. I've seen uh, about Okay, so true. A couple yeah. episodes. Yeah, oh, my mom used to. James, you don't have to lie. It's, it's the lies that hurt. <laughs> he won't learn that. Like, I, I won't be angry with him. Just tell me the truth. Thank you. Because when you lie, I'm disappointed that you lied. Make a mockery of me now as well. Because that's the way we brought you up, James. Anyway. You, you brought me up? Yes. Your work dads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're your two work two dads. Two work dads. It's okay to have two, two dads now. Such James. a progressive family. You were like Bill Cosby and the guy from Full House. Yeah. Imagine that as a sitcom. Yeah. Bill Cosby and Bob Saget. That's it. My two work dads. Thank you. You're for... played by Michael J. Fox. Thank you for giving me um, such a diverse childhood. Yeah. Um, to my two gay, white, and black fathers. Whoa, 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 who said gay? Just two work dads. Well, just work two work dads. dads. You don't know what our situation is. Could yeah. be financial. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we're no, maybe we're just a, maybe it's just a JV. Yeah, you don't know what it is, James. Maybe you're a business well, venture. To, yeah, yeah. To be, I'm a, I'm a business venture. Yeah, a bad I would, investment. I would uninvest right now. There are no <laughs> there are no returns at the moment. But I mean, you have got to be patient. A second round of funding. Might be better because you've got to bring on better staff as well. Maybe our actuarial scientists didn't build the right uh, business model. All right. Uh, there is a man right now or, or, or woman. We don't know how he identifies. Uh, he's about 6'5". He's about 115, 118 kilograms uh, uh, last time we checked. He's on his way to Scotland. By the way, Paula, do, do you now Portuguese guy, you more rugby? I mean, more football. Do you have any family who watch rugby that may like force you into Friday? Like your whole Saturday is gone, right? No, for, for rugby no, guys. it's not really like that. Like yeah. it, it's weird. Portuguese, we, you can kind of, I mean, like when there's tournaments and stuff like that old classic, but yeah. week by week, it's not a big Portuguese thing. Okay. It's just the boxer playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, if you own a butchery. Yeah. Like then, you know, and you're interested because it's good for business. Springboks is fantastic for business. Either way. Either way. Yeah. Either yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, because people buy before the game. They don't buy after. So either way. Um, but yeah, it's not like there's very few Portuguese that everything comes to a stop to watch Springboks. And, and now you got a guy doing it at uh, Inside Center, by the way, uh, Damien Dialende, who I'm not sure no, if he's, he's colored he's or... Definitely, he's definitely not Portuguese. Well, that's, he denied being... That's not a Portuguese name. He, de- he, um, he denied being... Because so, some guy, <laughs> it was pretty awkward on the interview. The guy said, now with you being a colored guy. And he was like, no, 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 I'm not colored. 
I'm Portuguese or whatever. I oh. think, yeah. It's not a Portuguese name or it's not common. Could not be like a Portuguese mom, you know? Yeah, could be. But uh, yeah, so he's, I, I do know he, I think he's Portuguese. People will correct me. But could be. Um, we got a man who is definitely South African. Uh, born while meat was cheap. A guy called Flip Vanamava. Where is he today? He's going to go watch South Africa play uh, Scotland. The, oh, ho, ho, ho. oh my goodness gracious. Oh my, Wow. The bouncer look black on black on black. The the Movember looking fantastic. How are you doing there, Flip? Good evening. Uh, yeah. It feels like evening. Good afternoon. Because we're back in London. It's sun is not sun hasn't shown yet in like freaking ages. I think it is freezing. Yeah. Um, I think they saw someone maybe similar as me have an interview here last week because I have a table this week. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> I'm I'm in the interview area, uh, in yeah. the, sorry, in the in the passport control area, um, okay. sitting on the on the people who are less able to stand area. Yes, um, and I've got a table. I'm I'm very privileged. Listen, we're, we're a big show. I mean, you, you're a big deal. You obviously we saying- organised that for you, Flip. We felt we felt how can we have our international correspondent, you know, with his laptop on his lap? No, get the oh. man a table. Oh, like that's that. it. Like Stand steady, sort it out. No, yeah, that's it. This is the level you're working with, and I, I think it must show you that we appreciate you. I mean, we'd also maybe appreciate tickets to the Scotland game and flights to London <laughs> in return. But you, you know, I'm not <laughs> flip. Um, so, how's the last week been? I mean, let's do a quick review. Last week, same situation. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, Wales game, and you, you, you were kind enough to obviously get on the same situation. Obviously. Laptops get hot on your lap as well. Whew, you, you did about 45 minutes with us. That can get a, a bit of a situation. But last week, Wales, yeah. how was the experience from where you were, the, the travel? And I saw your seat. Unbelievable. Definitely not the working class yeah. like he, he claimed. Best, 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 seats in the, best seats in the house, definitely. Uh, yeah. Sat right in front of where the, the Welsh guy went for a little run and uh, basically won the game for the Springboks. Um, <laughs> because the Welsh guys couldn't score. And then so saw, saw the whole thing happening as he was getting, getting onto the field. Um, great seats, great result for us in the end. Um, uh, as you guys know, Cardiff is probably one of the best places in the world to go watch rugby. It's stadium in the in the middle. It's basically like if the city was built around the stadium, and obviously all the pubs and bars and restaurants all around. Um, so I had a great time. I went with a bus full of 40, 40 South Africans living in London and abroad. Um, <laughs> we had a we had a great time. Saw some saw some legends in the bar bar afterwards, and yeah, yeah really enjoyed ourselves. Hey. Legends. I mean, let's mention it. Like, obviously, they were on their best behavior. Uh, who, who was there? Was it like all the the, the proper uh, the Habanas and the yeah, proper. You saw saw the Habanas and the Bobby Skinstats and Dennis Delports and Francois Francois Lowe. Saw Francois Lowe. The guy lost oh. ten kgs, man. It's like the best shape of his life. He, but he he seems like I imagine Francois Lowe because he, he was he just made as a baby and somebody said get the captain gene, the head boy gene. Let's drop it into this baby. He strikes me as the type of guy who has never not been in... Like, his teachers in grade one looked up to him, I would imagine. Like, he just seems <laughs> like a guy who you want to follow everywhere, that guy. Yeah. I mean, he, he does. He also went to not-so-bad school. I mean... Oh, they, um, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Grey Bloom guy, huh? Not, Francois not No, no, no. He's a bishop's boy. Sorry? He's a bishop's boy. Came from the... Uh, yeah. Guys. yeah, maybe the one only the, the, 
doesn't tell That's anyone it. about it. The one good thing to come out of Bishops of All Time. Listen, I do love Francois Lowe. So, uh, Tracy Bart says, Tom Selleck vibes with the Tash. Although I'm hearing a moustache, a moustache. He's a man with a moustache. <laughs> From a million ways to die in the West. I'm not sure if you've seen that movie. It's, uh, it's uh, Have you seen a million ways to die in the West? Uh, I've, I've, it's Charlize Tron, man. Of course. Yeah, so Seth MacFarlane, that guy is... Hey. I'm more into the Tom Selleck side of that, uh, as obviously the, the host of that 80 show on Cliff Central every Friday yeah. at 9 o'clock. Um, I'm all about Tom Selleck. We were talking about Tom Selleck the other day in the Battle of the Network Stars. They used to do a thing uh, in the States in the 80s uh-huh. where all the different TV stars did sports against each other, like basketball, American football, touch football, what they call a flag, flag football. Where, am, where do I watch this? I you want... can find us all on YouTube, all old stuff. And Tom Selleck, with that, I mean, I just want to tell you about your moustache. This is 12th of November, and look at that moustache. Oh, that's incredible. You know what I'm saying? And he shaved this morning. You, mean, we're not even talking like 20th. That's 12th, right? That's a 12th moustache. And Tom Selleck was looking very hairy yeah. in a dunk tank. So you had to throw a baseball, knock Tom Selleck into the water. Uh-huh. You know oh, yes. that jersey is yeah, getting... Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a bear. Is, he's a bear. <laughs> so I'm enjoying the Tom Selleck. I, I'll take that. You, you, yeah. you know what you look I, like? I do have a selection. I have a selection of very flowery shirts that I probably yeah. should start wearing. Oh, you, and you short know, little shorts. You, you know what? It's actually called a selection. Oh my God. <laughs> don't waste don't waste the man's internet on that Selection. now you're just wasting people's data yes man yes but you, you, you know what you look like you you look like you you look like you're going on a date with like the 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 president of harvard you you look awesome dude like were you at a meeting before um, this you, like it's such a great look like it's not too formal black on black it's classy i i'm i mean i, I dress up for for the MKT show. <laughs> I'm a professional, right, professional person. Being international yeah. correspondent, I have to look the part. I have hey, to go, like, you. you know, I've organized, I've organized the sponsor. Um, yes, of course. Yeah, there we go. Course. I was just... And, um, <laughs> uh, I feel like Snoopy Sigalala when he started working for CNN. <laughs> the whole studio oh god that's good stuff that's outrageous <laughs> all right listen flip you, you are, you're on your way obviously to watch uh, the box they delivered but just quickly to wrap up on the wales game is that something that i i really saw the value of and, and i listen i like herschel yankees but i'm afraid we saw the gap i believe um between him and uh corpus reinach and what stability at number nine gives you because i think once the accuracy from nine came we saw as soon as soon as squibbers came on it was a completely different game right we had that accuracy from the base because i think we were dominating the game physically in the first half as well i just think herschel wasn't giving us that accuracy and direction of play from scrum half early on what once he did was i think we we actually we didn't play great and we still won uh uh, you know last week just your thoughts on the game and how it developed and, and what your thoughts were on the performance I, I agree 100% with you. And I, I also hoped they give uh, Kerbis Reinach uh, a little a little starting run. Um, I, also, I think it's a, it's a little bit of a, of, a, of a chicken and egg problem where Kerbis might be too good from the bench. That impact that he brings from the bench is actually too valuable for the Springboks that they have to keep them there. Um, mm. uh, also, you know, he's such, a, he's such a pocket rocket that I think he will tire out the whole team in about 20 minutes. So that's why I only give him 20 minutes. 
at the end. Um, but also then you, you, you get the, you get the situation where you can't just give a guy one game. He's, ha- he's having a, he's having a bad mare in, and the weather was horrible. I, I must, mm. I must agree. You know, I was wearing everything I own. I, I was still freezing <laughs> and wet. Um, the weather was horrible. So, you know, give a, give a guy on this, you know, it was a big match. Uh, the, the, the Welsh did put a lot of pressure on the Springboks, especially in the mall, especially in, in the, in the loose, in the loose play. Um, so I, I think, it, you know, getting into a Scottish game, uh, give, give Herschel, give Herschel another chance, see how it goes. I mean, you can always replace him after 40 if it doesn't go, go, go well, but you have, as a coach, you have to show, show confidence, um, to, uh, to the player. And, you know, he still is a great player. We've seen, we've seen what he can do and his support player is great. Um, he needs to he needs to edge up in his technical part. I agree with you, but you know, give a guy uh, give a guy another show. Yeah. And uh, I think you've raised a really cool point there, right? Which many of us never really get to delve into. This is that sometimes even at that level, because even Herschel himself, we've seen he, he, his impact off the bench. He, he's another pocket rocket, but it does tell you something. And and maybe I I, I heard you wrong as you were saying was. Corbus would wear them out, but perhaps it's the same with Herschel because he is also just an electric, like you said, the support running and yeah. he's all energy. But there's a difference between a starting, and in this case, we're just talking about number nine, is there's a difference between a guy who can start and control things like tempo and give us that direction and game plan. And, and maybe it tells you, here's the difference between Faf and the, these two guys is that um, Faf is your starting guy. Is he, he gives you a little bit more in terms of, again, that game control the tempo and, and more generalship rather than just electric play. Yeah. So maybe you could just tell us, is, is that something that you've always felt has always existed or is it a new thing because bomb squad now that's a thing where you've got a bomb squad or has it always been there's a starter and there's a guy who, who's off the bench? Yeah, there's, there's two things. So first of all, I get to the bomb squad. The bomb squad is is definitely you want you, you, it was called impact players, you know, to sort of get the notion of the bench off, off the back, you know. Um, so yeah. the guys, the guys come on, they get like 20, 50 minutes, and you give everything, and you just, you know, it's less decision decisional making. It's just balls to the wall, go 100 percent, burn the rubber, you know, just. Just break them down, and either you get in a situation where you have to win a game, like last weekend, or you get into a situation like we saw against the All Blacks, where you actually have to close. You have to close a game, um, and, you, and you see where Herschel took on a role last weekend. I think he almost got into his shell too much. He, he was like he mm. was too controlled. He tried to be too precise, and he almost lost that little spark that he has. You know, just play a little bit or whatever. But you have to. But you have to control it as a nine. Um, when you start where Faf really became uh, into his own in the last couple of years, is it takes it takes a lot of pressure off of Andre, uh, yeah. of Andre Pollard, or, or, or whichever ten is playing. And so, as a nine, you really you you are linked between the forwards and the backs. You you sort of have to general the forwards, tell them where to go, and you have to take a lot of pressure off your ten. Because if you just play one side or just give the ten the ball all the time, the opposition will read it and and you know it, it will have a field there on the ten. So you can see when he came on, he, he felt that pressure of he's responsible now for that, um, mm-hmm. and took that one second longer to make a decision, uh, and, and it showed unfortunately. For now, we are obviously playing every McGregor in town this weekend. But before we get to the Scotland game, right, I want to tell you, I want to ask you this. Uh, boys, let's bring up the uh, PSG graphic uh, in terms of the, the, the ladies' PSG graphic because 
I, I, you know what? You live, uh, you live in France. I don't know if you've heard about this, but there is a lady, right, called uh, Aminata Diallo. I don't know if this has come across your feed yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about competitive advantage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, wow. This, wow. Yes. Wow. That is. So you've heard the story, yeah. huh? Yeah, I've heard the story. Uh, I don't know for all the details, but basically took uh, took people on to attack her or uh, something. She drove the getaway car, and it's a, it's a mess. It's a, like a real. It's a bad thing. Yeah. So so how about this? Huh? Imagine this. She they are PSG teammates, right? So Miss Diallo, if you're watching on YouTube, by the way, uh, don't be shy to hit like. Um, let's see if we can get those likes up to fifty before we go. Uh, and then please do subscribe. But on screen, you're looking at uh, uh, Aminata Diallo on the left um, and on the right. And I still can't get this name right. I mean, Keira Hamrai. Uh, Hamrai, I hope I'm saying that correctly. Uh, but the lady on the left is driving the getaway car, right? While two guys break the arm of the lady on the right. And um, they play in the same team and flip. They play for France together in the same position. Now, we're not suggesting anything. And James has broken news that uh, Miss Diallo at this stage has been released, but the investigation continues. But how about this, dude? She drove the car. <laughs> Mate, it's tough. Competition is tough in, in sport these days. Uh, <laughs> people, people need to do what they can. I mean, that Diallo, is there, is, there some, is there some Italian in there? Surely, must I, be down from well, Sicily, some mafia... No, no, Diallo, very much um, West African. Uh, I mean, Afro-Frank, the, the Diallo is a classic. I mean, isn't there a Portuguese Diallo guy as well? Pardon? Yeah. Single, yeah. single L, though. He's, he's one he's, L. He's, he's also DJ A-L, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, see, now that's a whole different... <laughs> let, let, let's not get into this. We, we, like, we're just a sports show. We don't know anything. DJ, DJ A-L. DJ Yeah, that's pretty progressive as well. Like, Alo, good for your skin. Good for your feet. Uh, by the way, Flip, these guys, James and Paolo, hate feet, which is such a weird thing. I don't really want to get into it. Um, but yeah, so this story, have you ever been in a situation where somebody like just makes a hit? Because, by the way, Karim Benzema, and I don't know if this is a, um, a French thing where you, you blackmail your own teammates or put your own teammates in a situation. But have you ever been in a situation where a teammate has hurt another teammate allegedly or, or that you guys know happened? Sorry, I'm just getting a bunch of poodles just arrived on the plane. Um, poodles? The, probably, probably for me. But uh, <laughs> no, rugby, rugby is quite easy. I think rugby, if you have a little bit of a disagreement, um, you do every Tuesday, so there's a contact session, and you leave it up there on the field for everyone to see. Um, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't been in any particular situation Um where people try and sabotage each other. I think there was, like in the younger years, there was there was this type of situation where people um, would like be a little bit of t- tittle-tales, like, you know, mm-hmm. go to the coach and say, well, I saw this guy in a club last night and you know, uh, he probably shouldn't be playing this weekend, uh, stuff like that. But um, no, other than that, I can't, can't say that I actually, I actually be in this situation, but this is crazy, man. And this such professional so people, I went, yeah. And, and, and look, I mean, ima- can you imagine right now being the PR person for PSG, right? Because they are still dealing with a guy called Mario Icardi on the male side who... Um, th- so the Icardi story, for those of yeah. you who haven't heard it, and uh, uh, and obviously, Flip, I don't know if you've heard, but Icardi... Oh, uh, apparently, there's like rolling coverage of it in France. 
Oh, really? On the Cardi story, yeah. But also on Icardi, I mean, never mind just dealing with, like, you know, stars of the women team. Messi's causing problems because he's injured, hasn't been playing. Yeah. Goes to Argentina to be assessed by their doctors. Yes. And he's playing against Uruguay this weekend. Yeah, I mean, Leo Messi obviously got there and he said, Hola amigos, I may, I may leave you short, but I play football. <laughs> he said, football, I'm Leo Messi. Mama, come to the practice, I'm playing football, let's say. And, and now, here's the real issue, right? Sergio Ramos has not shown for one training session and is just living his best life. And now they're having problems with him. And I mean, his wife, by the way, is a firecracker, right? Uh, Pilar Rubio. So now there's that power couple in town. And Ramos has not played a single game. And they are thinking of cancelling his contract. So they are on PR overdrive right now, those guys. Huh? So what I'm hoping for is that the ideal scenario is that Poch has enough of this by the end of the season. Yes. And it just opens up all nicely. There's no way he, he gets a second season or puts up with the second season. It's an absolute clown show over there. Although, having said that... Um, Flip, not sure if you heard of a guy called Diego Maradona, right? <laughs> not, yeah. not sure if you heard Blue of him. But yeah, so the Argentine manager at the time, forget what his name is, uh, there was one man uh, who was sent to look after Maradona and room with him. His name, you guessed it, Maurizio Pochettino. Pochettino's seen all of this. He's like, all right, this is, for, this is classic. A little bit of trauma, obviously, for him. It's like, oh, I thought at 25 I was over this. No, you're not. No, you are not. It's, it's all happening at PSG. And you've got to hope Neymar comes back because Brazil qualified for the World Cup yesterday. So you know they're on party time and you know Neymar's coming, not coming back in good condition. Can we check also when is Neymar's sister's birthday? Has she already had it's it? February. Oh, uh, okay. So, all right. Potch is all right till next year. Bloody hell. <laughs> Bloody hell. All right. Let's look forward to this weekend. We play the Scots. Uh, Jimbo, give us uh, the starting lineup for this week. We want to get Flip's... Um, Flip's thoughts. All right, we've got Jesse Creel, who has absolutely negative 1% body fat at, at 14. But uh, Vali LaRue is back at 15. Creel at right wing. Uh, Mapimpi is at left wing. Uh, Giant Cheese retains his spot. It is Giant Cheese squared at 9 and 10. Um, Herschel at 9, of course. Elton at 10. Uh, Damien Dialande, who is possibly Portuguese. That hasn't been confirmed. Uh, at number 13, I believe the best 13 currently going in world rugby, Lucanio Am. Uh, in the pack... It is, uh, it's the same starting, um, sort of front three in, uh, in Che, Bonambi, and, uh, man in Nyakane. Uh, at the left slot, it's, uh, it's a bit the man whose biceps are a size, the size of a baby. Uh, it's Mostert, uh, giving us that dynamism at five at the right lock position. Uh, Franco, uh, listen, Smith had an incredible game fetching last, uh, last week, by the way. Sia Colisi as our skipper. And then at number eight, a man who's actually a transformer because his ears now, his cauliflower ears are, they have become ridiculous. Dwayne Formulan looks as good as ever. The physicality last week, flip. I, I, listen, I, I didn't think he still had the juice. I'll be honest with you. I thought he was going to get the Bobby Skinstad ride to another World Cup and basically captain the B team. But this guy is, he's unstoppable, this guy. He's a machine. Dwayne is like really, you know, I, I, I don't even want to imagine how it feels like getting up every morning. But the, the way he gets through the matches is just incredible. Um, another another great team. I must say that that front three, front three of the Springboks, we probably must have the best front row. Even though our front row on the be- on the bench is probably the best front row as well in World Rugby. Yeah, I think yeah, we just first and destroy. first. We, we can just destroy them everywhere. Yeah, exactly, so, exactly. So- yeah, we first and second. <laughs> So what are you thinking there? Um, um, keep it physical again. Uh, let let yeah. uh, Smith do the do the fetching for yeah. the scraps. 
Definitely, I can I can see I can see us going in, dominating Scrum's lineup again. Uh, also, mm-hmm. I have to I have to give uh, take my hat off for the coach giving Franco Mostert and Jesse Creel the start on the fifty on the fifty matches. You know, playing fifty matches, playing one test for the Springboks is a massive honor. Playing fifty is even a bigger even bigger feat. Uh, and you, you do get coaches a lot in the, in modern day rugby that think they think too technically and they don't want to. Don't want to let a guy start. I mean, I mean, they, they putting Luther Yaha on the bench. We had a massive game again last week. Um, but doing little things like that really makes a, really makes a player appreciate the coach and appreciate the team a little bit more. And that's, that's, a, that's a, a smooth move from, uh, Mr. Ninaba. And that's a great point. Yeah, that, that's, that's a really cool point. Yeah. It's an awesome thing. Huh? Mm, mm. It's a little in, inside. I mean, it does help if you played for the Bulls dynasty and <laughs> played for the, the Springboks. You kind of understand these things. Listen, before we go, I thought Quacha was absolutely sensational. And when it was, uh, as Fergie would say, squeaky bump time, remember he had that huge turnover um, uh, from Wales where he ripped the ball. And that was, uh, sort yeah. of, I think, 75th minute to basically ice the game, right? Exactly. I think it will be. There's a there's a big matchup between Smith and uh, Watson. Is this is his name? Um, yeah. The also similar similar sized uh, flanker for Scotland, uh, which will be a, a great massive matchup between the two because he's not not only fetching the ball. Quahat uh, Smith plays an important role, but also protecting our ball from from their fetches. He's there yeah. almost every ruck is in there first and sealing and sealing that ball off and. and Securing the position for us, so a very important matchup for that again. And then also, can we just speak about the effort of Kalisi? That guy is an absolute machine. His captaincy is come on in leaps and bounds, and the way he ran over that line uh, is going to be a super sport effort for the, the next ten years. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's amazing. That guy, yeah. Yeah. Listen, I mean, this is going to be awesome. So are you going with the same people again? Are you guys going on the bus again? Obviously, you'll be having uh, refreshments, <laughs> six or seven, I'd imagine, on the bus just to the hotel uh, before you get there. It'll be light brown with a bit of foam on top. By, by I mean, what time is it now in the UK? It's, what is it? Uh, is it one o'clock? Uh, by by 3.30, you guys are on the sixth or seventh draft, surely. Yeah. No, no. The, this, this weekend is, is, is more well-behaved, doing a little PR okay. work. Um, uh, hanging, hanging around, having a little chat, um, which where you, I get to watch the match, so I get to speak to some people. So, so very happy about the whole situation. Whoa, wait, wait a minute! A PR for the Boca, for the Bulls, or who? Or can we say? Oh, no, we... no, for for the for the stadium, for the stadium uh, Murrayfield. For, so doing for for Murrayfield itself. So they're doing a little Q and A the morning. The kickoff is at three uh, one o'clock. On this night, so I have to be tomorrow morning 9 a.m. I have to be there already. So, uh, hey, are you going to be on TV? Bacon, 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 and egg. I don't. No, 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 no. I do it behind the scenes. I do behind okay. the scenes. Okay, just for the people, a little PR. People coming, coming to the, coming to the lodges and stuff like that. So, ah, I'm just I out. see. Yeah, I see. They got the yeah, big yeah, guns yeah, yeah, and yeah. big cell. Yeah, he's Cambridge. There's that whole thing. Sealing, now. sealing the deal for next year again. Exactly. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. No, I'm totally about yeah. that. Flip, I hope you enjoy the rugby. Um, dude, you better be careful in that suit because ladies in Scotland, I mean, guys are very pasty in Scotland. You are clearly South African looking. You, you, you probably just be careful because I've been to Scotland. The dudes are very, very pasty and spindly there. They probably ask um, you to protect something or, or ask me if they can get into the bar. That's a, <laughs> listen, do you know Duan, Duan Wandermover? Because he's Scottish now, he probably, that, that's a Scottish accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do, do you know him? You ever spoken to him about, uh, I, basically I, I betraying us? I know, I know, 
Nee, ik ken hem brother. Ik ken van hem even boeken dat hij Hij speelt voor Transvaal, speelt voor Sharks. Maar die guy is doing well. He's also oh, he's taking no prisoners. Yeah, he's taking no prisoners. Uh, yeah, no. I'm forced to come against uh, Jesse Creel, so it will be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be the return of the Afrikaans boys. Oh, a rock meeting and a movable force. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Tracy Bard says, how about Franz Stein though? You're an absolute legend. He's clearly loving rugby at the moment. I mean, he came on the pitch and looked like a 19-year-old. Just, hey, that's sidestepping. He's obviously got a little bit more bulk on top now, but yo, those legs are still moving, huh? Yo. Yeah, he's doing, he's doing great, the guy. He's, he's enjoying it. It's just, because, because, yeah, that kicks, and you can see it. He's, the smile, he's, he's smiling on the field. He's doing stuff, smiling on the field, enjoying his life. I mean, in the end, that's what the, the sport is about. Eh? It's just having a little bit of fun. No big deal, but he, I, I know he went to your school and I, I did play against him in, when he was a year below us. He, he was, I think, this size in grade 11, just a monster of a human being. And also, he's from the Eastern Cape, obviously, naturally. I mean, as a closer guy, Franz Stein, of course, he's going to be good. I'm just saying, I'm not, you know, I'm just saying he is from Rhodes in the Eastern Cape. I'm not saying closer people, which he is. I count him as one of us just because he's Stein. He's closer. He's a dude. He's a farmer. Wow. He's, Oh yeah. Oh no, he's one of us. In dot my daughter. Uh Bron saying <laughs> Philip, have an awesome weekend, man, and send us some photos. We'd love to you know, you deserve everything you're getting and thank you for making the effort. Obviously you're welcome for the table um at the airport. That was all all us. Yeah, it's much better this week. I mean at the table, everything people are more no, no. Are more well behaved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're professional. <laughs> Flip, have the time of your life, my brother. Really, really appreciate you. Enjoy, that weather is spectacular. Cheers, all right. Flip. Enjoy Thank the rugby. Have a good weekend. Uh, that guy looks like looks like he's, he's on his way to do something serious. He's both a Bond villain and James Bond at the same time. I don't think I can put it better. I don't think I can put it better. Housewives favorite, Flip Van He really is. Before we sign off, Valentino Rossi last race this weekend. Ever? He's retiring. He's done. The Doctor, Spanish Grand Prix MotoGP superstar, breakout star. And watch, check that out. Spanish Grand Prix. I think it's Sunday afternoon. Yeah. What's the, the Formula One? That the Spring Box. It's a good weekend. There's lots on. Valentino Rossi. Yeah. Ryan's sorry. As Paolo mentioned that Ryan Ryan started throwing a, a whole bunch of gang signs. Well, I'll tell you Val- why. Because, he was because, doing this. He was going Valentino Rossi. Boy. Yeah, that's the V. He is a doctor. Um, Listen, I'll tell you why. Yeah, I'm 46. From, you're from the West Rand. There's a guy called Brad Binder. They can't tell you enough now. He's from Devil's Dorp. So, uh, Brad. Where's my sister's Champion. neighbor? Whoa. For a while. Hold on. I know we got to wrap up. No, we don't. Sorry. Your sister lived next to Brad Binder. Across the road. At the, was that it near the Devil's Dorp? Near, yeah. And he has a mansion now, eh? He bought like the three plots around him just so he could... Uh, but build a garage to uh, buy his dad's cars. Well, when you did. Yeah, I, I found I found the place he stayed in. Yeah. Was a little small. I mean, it was massive, but I felt oh, that's a little bit small. So that to get a plot, it, yeah. To get a plot, that's that's the next progression. Well, he needs a listen. If I live in... one day with a bike. No, well, the thing is, I mean, all the money his parents use. Oh, just... we can't hear you. We don't know what's happened there. Can you hear me now? is like the worst zoom call ever can you hear me now uh, uh, anyway uh, he, yeah. he's I, I can hear him he's trying to make cast aspersions about maybe Brad Binder's parents bought his success yeah oh the, is that the, what you're saying this is kind of the I gist mean, of, come of, of, on. of no, what's no. happening no 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 can you hear me now 
No, I'm saying he's repaying his parents because his parents oh, literally shit. gave yeah, up. He's everything. repaying his parents because his parents gave up everything. Yeah. So it's actually quite the opposite. No, so, he's getting an aircraft so, hanger for them to so, live in. So he, Ryan's mansion. actually been very polite. No, he has been very like. Listen. But anyway, I'm not talking about Brad Bin. I'm talking about flipping Valentino Rossi. Rossi. Yeah, I mean, let's get over it. I, I know the guy's South African, but <laughs> you know, maybe he took the devil to <laughs> MotoGP. Listen to the great one. He is great. He's a superstar. Uh, Hey. Remember the time you went to pee during the race? I do remember that. <laughs> Something went to pee. And he still wears the loop earring. By oh, the way. he's a, he's nuts. He still wears the loop he's earring. He's so bonkers. I love him. Good I love character. him. And he, oh. Sports need characters. Sportsmen are boring. So to Valentino Rossi, you, you need to do nothing more for us. You have given everything to us. And now we are done. And now you are done. Your watch has come to an end. Shout out to Game of Thrones fans. You know what he's saying. Uh, what I'm saying is... He's a great. He's an all-timer. We may never see another one like him again. So enjoy greatness while it's around. Is uh, It is very, very rare. Paulo Diaz, have a great weekend. Um, well, Man United are off, so you can actually enjoy your weekend. Portugal might qualify for the World Cup on Sunday. So here we go. I mean, it's actually the... Top the, of the group, no playoffs. So hoping for that. No big deal. No big deal. Paulo, you're awesome. Uh, to you at home, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my name is MKT. Uh, it is an absolute pleasure and an honor to have you with us uh, every single day. So it's been awesome. But for now, we are the hell out of here. Hey, what's happening? It is your hostess of the mostest, MKT here uh, from the infamous MKT show, live on Cliff Central Sport on YouTube. Catch myself and many other passionate sports fans, enthusiasts, uh, maniacs live on YouTube every day from 12 till 2 p.m. Central African time and from 3 to 5 live on the Cliff Central app, cliffcentral.com or wherever you may consume Cliff Central's content. In case you missed the live stream, the MKT Show is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, like, share, subscribe, be a friend, tell a friend. If you're joining us for the very first time on YouTube, hit that button. The button is below. Get involved in the comment section. This is Mbulelo Kaele Tutinta, and I approve this message. Yes, you can. Cliffcentral.com